This is the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with me, Dr. Fuck, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. So come on and let's go and enjoy another episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast! Well, all right, it's me, Dr. Fuck, and uh, with me as always is. Oh, yeah! Ian Wadley from Wadzilla, Louisville, right? Yes, close enough. You're from Smallville. That's right. <laughs> right? Yeah, my liver's big, yeah. but the town is small. That's right. And this week we're going to do the top 15 worst Motley Crue songs, but tell you the truth, this was a hard list to make because, boy, there was so many songs that didn't make the list that should have. <laughs> and as I look at my 15 right now, they're all number one to me, man. <laughs> Sorry, man. They well, all should have made number one. Well, what I did is I just took 15 off my uh, top 100 worst Motley Crue songs. Made <laughs> 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 it a little bit easier. <laughs> All right, so why don't we just get into the top 15 worst Motley Crue songs. And uh, Ian, can you do the honors and tell everybody who's here? All right. We have F. Lee Bailey with us today. I mean, uh, C. Thomas Howe. I mean, uh, what's your fucking Michael name? Keaton. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Michael <laughs> Keaton. It's C. Thomas J. Fox. <laughs> Michael W. Howard is with us today. And this is actually his second appearance on the show. You haven't heard his first appearance yet. Uh, that's because we took a poll and, and, and none of the fans wanted to hear it either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you actually get to hear his second appearance first because uh, we want to get this one up right away, you know, because uh, Nikki's got to be in those headlines every week and this is going to keep him there. With these shitty songs he wrote. <laughs> yeah. 15. Uh, 15 oh. fucking clunkers. And believe me, it was supposed to be a top 10. And then I wrote everybody going, come on. Seriously, <laughs> we got to make this 15. Yeah, I knew it was going to be bad when you, when you did that. I was like, oh, man. should have been 50. Oh. <laughs> and, and I, I got I to thank the inspiration for this episode uh well mainly nikki six but uh, <laughs> uh a great listener of the show uh johnny vaughn man he's been on a fucking motley crew kick lately posting all these feel-good videos and, and i just keep ragging on him and he keeps posting them and posting them and i was like you know what he's like yeah you need a new episode on this i'm like yeah i got a motley fucking crew episode for you motherfucker <laughs> and i knew right then and there and ralph was wise enough uh, to make it 15 instead of 10. <laughs> and that just yeah, makes I, know, that well, I started I started the top 10 list, and I was like, oh, this ain't going to work because I'm going to leave this off? No, no way. <laughs> so I said, let's do 15. And then when we did 15, I was like, fuck, okay, fuck. God damn, there's so many that didn't make my list. <laughs> huh? So my original list was longer than Motley Crue's arrest record. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of wife beating there, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Michael J. Fox, since you are our guest today, not so special guest, (laughs) why don't you go with your number 15 of all-time worst Motley Crue songs? Oh, I got to hear this. All right. Number 15. Actually, it was a debate. Like, I was kind of... You know, man, kinda... I cut you off for one second, my uh, Michael J. Fox. Um, one thing we forgot to mention is that this guy, the reason we have him on this episode 
because he has like the most bizarre taste. Like, you know, when it comes to like, he puts up this shit on pages where it's like, God, I love that album, but I hate that song, you know? He like, he always loves that song I hate. And, uh, but, but like the rest, and then he hates stuff I love. And, <laughs> I and I'm like, exact God, opposite. we got, we got to get this guy on the top 15. <laughs> Wasn't it my idea, Ian? I think it was. What's that? Oh, oh yeah, you, you picked him as a guest. I said, yeah, should, let's have a guest. And you picked him. I was like, oh, that's great. Cause he's going to cry the whole time. having to say anything <laughs> bad, you know? Cause I believe Motley Crue is your favorite band. It is my favorite band. That shit's funny right there. No, that's comedy right there, bro. So I was like, let's get him on the show because that guy is going to love most of the shit we hate. And it'll be, and, and it's comedy, you know, it's just comedy. Oh, oh I'm sure it's going to be fucking hilarious. Exactly. So, okay. So now let's get back. We forgot to mention. That's the only reason you're on this show, dude. Uh, I, your, I didn't think you, I didn't think you brought me on because you liked this fucking shit. I like <laughs> All right, so let's go, let's All go right. to your 15. All right, 15, man. It was kind of a debate. I was between Let Us Pray, which I like the song. I just don't think it fits Vince's vocals. I uh, think that every time I hear that fucking song, man, fucking uh, I hear fucking John Karabi. But there's one song that I fucking like, but I don't like at the same time. It's, it's kind of fucking a weird fucking thing. It's so, so basically your <laughs> song you actually like, but not as well, much as the other song. Well, I mean, this song right here, I mean, I like, but man, they're just, the fucking lyrics are shit. But I like the music, and it's fucking catchy, but it's fucking, it's good and fucking horrible at the same time. It's First Band on the Moon from New Tattoo. Now, that uh, fucking, okay. there's something about that song I fucking like, but I mean, like, Painted Blue like a blue cartoon, or Painted Blue like a fucking cartoon is fucking horrible. I mean, and think about it like this, fucking uh, Randy Castillo, you know, comes from Ozzy and goes to Motley Crue, and this is the fucking song they want him to fucking play. And I'm like, he's got to be thinking, I hope that fucking check is big, because that fucking, those lyrics are fucking bad. No, those but, lyrics gave him cancer. No, that's what killed him. Oh, I'm sure oh, that fucking oh. album killed him, man. But, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, man. That, that's my number 15, first band on the moon. I like it. All right, and, I, I, but no, I, I I don't hate that song. I mean, I mean, it definitely didn't make my list. And uh, but I, again, I'm not going to sit here and praise that song. But ah, oh, I can think of a million worse than that one. And like I said, if we would have done a top fifty, it would have probably made my list at probably like in the forties. But hmm. I just don't think it's a it's a terrible song compared to well, especially compared to my fifteen. <laughs> believe me believe me you that song is uh that song is like fucking stairway to heaven compared to shit <laughs> i got on my list. it's fucking you know i don't know what do you think of that song Ian? uh well it's on my list uh I, wow. I, I, it, it is the stupidest lyrics yeah first band on the moon first band on the fucking moon <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> it reminds me of like a 50s cartoon, you know? Uh, I expect that little guy from the fucking uh, green dude from the Flintstones to be buzzing around and shit. You know, like, what the first band on the fuck? Get the fuck out of here with that dumbass shit. First, first you know, band on the moon. That, I think at that time, Nikki Six was like, all right, our Smashing Pumpkins album didn't work. So <laughs> let, let, let's go back to, like, uh, our... Uh, like our, our uh, 
Cock Rock Days. And let, let me just come up with like the dumbest songs ever. And uh, believe me, that one is kind of like Bon Scott compared to lyrics of another tune on that album that made my list. Believe me, you. But uh, no, I, I agree, though. First band on the moon. Now that I think about it, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, first band on the moon. Bepinga. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. By the way, everybody that's listening, I keep having to explain myself. People put up shit and I say plata, and people are like, what is that? Uh, plata in Spanish means platter, but we, you know, what we say is platter of shit, plata de mierda, but, you know, plata for short, you know? So when I say plata, everybody out there taking score, I mean, th this song's a platter of shit. Because, you know, join our Facebook page. We have these little debates. Is it, is it crap or is it classic rock or whatever? And, you know, sometimes I answer with plata, which means it's a platter of shit. Like first band on the moon. Exactly. That's how I'm going to start responding to shit. When somebody posts some stupid shit, I'll be like, first band on the moon, man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's best. First band on the moon is 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 uh is the Louisiana way of saying plata. Yeah. I want to get like a Vince Neil Teletubby emoji. I could just put up <laughs> means fucking first band on the moon. <laughs> I think about it. That should have made my list. First band on the moon. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh, I can tell this could be a fun episode. They're going to let a bunch of fucking wife beaters on a rocket ship. Seriously. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking snorting tang. Jesus. Yeah, snorting tang and, and pretending to overdose on heroin that they never took. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, I'm going to fucking inject myself with heroin, heroin and write a novel at the same time. Sure. Only only people like Michael J. Fox would believe that shit. Exactly. No, actually, I didn't. <laughs> I will admit that. I, I had questions about that fucking shit. Myself. I'm uh, not that big enough. What's, what, what, what's your 15, Ian? Uh, my 15 will probably uh, shock both of you. Well, I, I don't know your opinion on this one. Uh, fucking uh, Jay Gordon Liddy here probably hates this fucking uh, uh, album, but uh, most people love the 94 album. And and I'm among them. I, I think it's I think it's their second best album. But uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, it doesn't sound like Motley Crue, and that's probably why it's a good fucking album because it doesn't sound like fucking Motley Crue. Uh, but th to me, there there's one song that sounded like fucking Motley Crue, and that was Poison Apples. And, and to me, it sticks out like a sore thumb because it sounds like fucking Motley Crue. It's like, oh, this shit. To me, it's stupid. Uh, lyrically, and like, and they hate us. And they, we're fucking beautiful and Mata Hoople and some stupid-ass fucking Aerosmith horns and that shit. And, uh, yeah, to me, it's like, oh, man, this should have been left off the fucking album because there's so much shit on there that's absolutely incredible. But to me, that's not one of them. So my number 15 is... Poison apples. What do you think, Ralph? You know what, dude? Now I think about it. Yeah, it's probably my least favorite on the album. I do like it, though. I like the song. I mean, I like every song on that album. But, yeah, if I was to pick my least favorite, it'd probably be that one. And and I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with me on this either. Dropping Like Flies. 
those two are kind of like, I mean, they're not bad songs, but I, I feel like the rest of the album is better. Yeah. But eh, yeah, Poison Apples is kind of like, yeah, you're right. It, it, if you listen to that whole album, that does sound closest to early earlier Motley Crue. And the riff on Hammered reminds me a lot of uh, Motley Crue too. Just the riff though. The rest is, uh, is, is fucking awesome. But um, I mean, well, the riff is awesome too. I mean, I like Motley Crue. I'm not a Motley Crue hater. I mean, I like something off every album till the last one that dominates my top 15. <laughs> I mean, it's all over it, man. And it really hurts me that I left a couple of those songs off my 15. But there's actual some songs that I like even less than those. And believe me, the, that last album is so bad that I, I never, I, I'd heard it like maybe twice back then. I was like, oh God, I can't. The first time I was like, oh, oh. And then like a couple of weeks later, I go, Oh, let me get another chance. I was like, oh, it was even torturous the second time. You know, it's like, dude, you think you think the, the pain would have dulled by then? No, 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 no. So then I heard it for the third time for this this fucking this show. I heard it for the third time and I'm like, oh my god, they all can make the list easily. I, I couldn't make it through one song all the way through. I tried today. There's that one I have. I'm like, okay, okay, next, next. Oh. Yeah, I, mean, I I listened. What I did the last time, though, yeah, I did it smart. I listened to it enough. Like I, I like a minute in, I go, okay, that's enough of this one. Yeah, you made the list. You know what I mean? But um, but then you know there was a couple of them. I was like, yeah, you're fucking terrible. But this one from that other album is even worse. So I, you know, and oddly enough, my number one is not off that album. But I have a feeling all of us are gonna agree. Like just like. The top 10 Kiss songs, the worst yeah. Kiss songs, we all agreed it was Read My Body. Yeah. I have a feeling we're all going to agree again this time. On number, <laughs> number, oh, what do you think of uh, that, that shitty song there, Michael? I don't even remember what fucking, uh, oh, oh, Poison Apples. What do you yeah. think, uh, Michael Howard? Honestly, Poison Apples is actually my least favorite song on that album, especially since I like the bonus tracks that was on it, like Hypnotized, Baby Kills, and uh, Living in the Note. Any one of those three could have done better than that but i do love fucking hammered and i do love dropping like flies but poison apples is actually my least favorite song if i was to skip a song off of fucking uh, the 94 album that would be the one and if i could take that song or any song off the album and put one of the other three into it i would have definitely put i would lose poison Apples. but i do i do like the song are, are, are you a fan of the 94 album or is it too macho for you is it too no, I love fucking 94 oh. album. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, I mean, when 94 came out, man, fucking, I was a big fan. Like, I was a big fan when Vince Neil came out with fucking uh, Exposed. And I me and... Uh, I do too, man. And fucking and me and my buddy Chad Smith, who's actually on the uh, the Rock and Metal Combat podcast uh, page, we got into it over my buddy Eric's house. Because I was talking about how, you know, I was like, man, fucking Vince Neil's got this album out. Because Exposed came out fucking at least six months before the 94 album came out. And I was like, this is a fucking good album. This is fucking my Motley Crue. And this is in the fucking 90s, man, when fucking, you know, you had uh, all this other fucking shit. Nirvana, I I still don't get the fuck how people talk about fucking Nirvana like they're a good band when I never once in my whole fucking life heard anybody talk about Nirvana being a good band or that grunge scene being good. With the exception of Alice in Chains, man. But Alice in Chains came out before... You know, the grunge hit. You know, Facelift was out before grunge. 
And that's a fucking metal album. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That was a straight out metal album when it came out. And fucking, I never heard anybody talking positive about any of these bands, with the exception of Soundgarden when uh, Outshine came out. But nobody was talking about Black Hole Sun was like shitty, in my opinion. You know, I know there's people out there that fucking like that shit. But you're talking about when Exposed came out, that shit fucking sounded fucking, you know, like pure fucking rock. And then when this album was getting ready to come out, I was expecting it. I was waiting for it. And me and Chad argued about it all fucking night over at my buddy Eric's house. And we was talking about how I was sitting there trying to tell him, like, look, we got we got this album. And then Motley Crue's going to come out with an album because I already heard who uh, the singer was. Because I'd never heard of him before. And when they said it was the lead singer of the screen, I went out and got that CD. And I was like, okay, this dude fucking sounds good. Now, maybe he could make it. Because that fucking uh, Let It Scream album was fucking killer, man. And I was like, if that, if Motley Crue sounds like this, it is going to be fucking badass. And we argued the whole night, man. And fucking... But I love the fucking 94. Yes, I love the fucking 94 round. I, mean, I think it's fucking exceptional. And I love fucking Exposed. And honestly, I really wish that Motley Crue would have stayed with John Karabi. And Vince Neil would have stayed with, you know, his own band. Because they put out two fucking... Motley, Vince Neil put out two solid albums on his own. And Motley Crue put out one album that was really fucking phenomenal. And then they brought him back and It's <laughs> going to be talked about on the list. I wish all of them would go on. I wish they'd all go on a fucking beer run with Vince Neil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Damn, you're brutal this day. Yowzers. <laughs> I'm fucking hung over, man. I'm hurt. No shit, man. You're fucking mean. <clears throat> yeah. Funny's funny. Comments are pretty. It's good. I did see the screen, by the way. I, I saw them before he was even, you know, thought of. Wait, what, what, what'd you think of them? I, oh, I love them. I, I I had that CD before, uh, before you know they they you know before everybody went and bought it like Michael C W Fox here. Um, I uh, I saw them at the Button South, but for the life of me, I can't remember who they opened for. I think they opened for Trouble, but I could be wrong. Uh, see, but, I, uh, I I never saw them live, but I remember seeing the uh, video on Headbangers Ball. And I thought it was fucking horrible, and I was real scared about the new Motley Crue. Well, they had three videos. I, I couldn't imagine, uh, you know, Motley Crue without Vince anyway, but uh, I was like, oh, this is going to suck. But uh, I ended up loving it. Yeah, I, I love that album, too. Let It Scream is a great album. Um, what I do remember when I saw them live, I was like, hey, that's Bruce from uh, Racer X, because he was in the band. Right. Uh, Bruce Belay, and uh, so I think somebody else from Rake's Rex was in that band. I can't remember. Maybe I'm wrong. Whatever. But anyway, um, did you guys know, I wonder, here's a little trivia. Do you guys know what the song Hammered, what that's about? Because I never hear anybody talk about this, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's very blatant what it's about. No. Hammered. No? It's about Vince Neil. Okay. Listen to the lyrics. It's it's totally about Vince Neil. Like he's a phony and he's fucking uh, porn stars and all this shit. You know. Anyway, uh, my fifteen. No, you know, actually, I'm gonna go back and uh, listen to that after we get off here, and I'm gonna kind of compare it. And I'm, 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 I'm that's okay. actually pretty good. There, there's there's a line in there that's very blatant. It's about him. Uh, you're the monkey. I'm a back. It's time for you to uh, go. Yeah. You know. Anyway, so my 15 is the title track from that craptacular album, Generation Swine. <laughs> oh. 
Oh. Oh. What the hell? It's like, it is so fucking bad and terrible. And it's like, oh, look at us. We're dangerous. But they were nothing but like, what they were then, you know what they were back then? They were the Pamela Anderson band. Let's face it. Oh, yeah. That's the only, that's the only way Motley Crue got headlines at that time was because of Pamela Anderson. You know, because during uh, 94, he was dating Bobby Brown. Uh, you know, the guy that was married to fucking uh, Whitney Houston. Jane Lynn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but <laughs> but that sorry. didn't I really grab the headlines, you know, because, you know, this world's homophobic. But when he started seeing this, like, you know, who was, like, really on top of her game, they were just fucking huge. And then they released this fucking album, Generation Swine which I went out and bought when it first came out because I was like, all right, you know. I mean, it was it had absolutely no promotion. This is pre-internet and, uh, well, pre-internet for me. And I didn't hear anything from the song, so I ran out and bought it. And I remember being horrified listening to this because I was like, you're going from 94 to this? And I was thinking, okay, this is going to be really killer, but with Vince, you know, because I thought it was going to be like Motley 94, but with Vince singing, because what I understood was this is a lot of the songs that were going to be used on Love Potion number nine, I believe was going to be the name of the album. So I'm glad now in retrospect, looking back, I'm glad Karabi left, because imagine if Karabi would have sang on this album, (laughs) she would have been terrible. Think of it. This this album wouldn't have been fucking the same thing with John Karabi, because John Karabi supposedly helped write a lot of the stuff, but I don't think he had as much input as, you know, oh, like I, the finished product. I, I think it, it would have been just as horrible because look, look, they did a good album that failed. So no matter what, with the second album, they would have grasped their fucking straws to try to stay current. So I think they just would have second-guessed themselves too much, and it would have been just as horrible just with a better singer. You know? And I think that's what this album is. They should have called this album Second Guess. You know, <laughs> they should have they should have called it first band on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, John, yeah, concept it. album, first band on the moon, started with rocket ship. John yeah. actually said uh, in the dirt that whenever uh, he was trying to record, like when he was recording '94 album, everything he fucking did was fucking great. It was right on. But whenever uh, they was trying to do uh, this or the second album that they was wanting them to sing like Pantera. They was wanting them to sing like, you know, all these other fucking vocalists. And they was just like pushing like, no, try to sound more like this, try to sound more like that. So it's possible it could have been as shitty, but I think if he had a stronger writing on the album, like lyrically, it wouldn't have been. I mean, this album is, I mean, I'm not trying to give away the rest of my fucking list, but this album is fucking shit. What, Generation Swine? Yeah. Damn, I, I think I made a mistake asking this guy to show up on the show. <laughs> I thought you were going to be a little more stupid. No, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah, we haven't got to the rest of his list. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I that's still true. Have, that's a, I still oh, yeah, have a fifth left, so I mean, I could probably, you know, get fucking stupid. <laughs> plus, plus, wait till he hears some of ours. I'll probably start crying. <laughs> and fucking head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Um, All right, well, well what, do you, what do you think of uh, the song Generation Flying? Uh, me? I, I think it sucks. It's on my list as well. Uh, absolute crap. This is them just uh, grasping at straws, man, Try, trying to stay current and really 
They, they have no idea about the alternative scene. Like, like they couldn't write that shit if they tried. And this is a perfect example. They tried, couldn't do it. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, man, it, it, it's terrible. But, you know, it, it's like a lot of other Motley Crue to me, you know? It, it, yeah. It, uh, but it, it's really... This one is, is really bad. What do you think, uh, C. Thomas Huff? Oh, it's horrible. I mean, it didn't make my list, but it is really it it's didn't not, your list. Wow. It didn't make my list but it's it's pretty bad you know i mean but i mean it's not a song i mean i can listen to it it's not a song that you know is so fucking terrible that i'll skip it you know i can listen to it because i do like the music to it i just it's just one of them fucking songs i just don't like it's not vince's it's you know what vince sings that's not it you know i mean so but it's not a great song it's not it's not 15 worthy but it's really not. It's not Vince. It's not Vince Neil. <laughs> I think, I think al- well, Alternative didn't go over too good in Kentucky, did it? No, no, no. It didn't. Uh, alternative in Kentucky is fucking your second cousin. Third cousin. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, WC Fields, what do you think of 14? 14? 14, I got Yeah, what's your 14? Seven. Shout 97. Oh, okay. Okay. That's on my Shout, list as well, actually. Shout 97, man. It's, it's the same thing with Home Sweet Home on fucking Decade of Decadence. They didn't need it. There was a better song they had as a demo with Kiss the Sky that they could have put on there. It, Kiss the Sky would have been probably my favorite, well, my second favorite song off of uh, I think I think Karabi had a lot to do with that song. Yeah, and that was a good fucking song. Vince sounds good on it. You know what I mean? It would have been a great fucking song, but... Shout wasn't, out to, wasn't Kiss the Sky turned into like Confessions or something like that? Uh, no. Well, I don't I think so. I don't, I I don't think it, it sounds the same. No, because Kiss the Sky or Confessions is like a ballad. And actually, uh, Confessions is my favorite song off the album. I mean, that is a great I like, fucking I like, song. Uh, I like Wreck Me. Yeah, that, that was another good song that was a fucking demo that was on that fucking album. Yeah, it should have been on the album. I, I, it's more, better than every song on that album except for one. Yeah. You know what but, I like? I like other bands. <laughs> yeah. That don't go to the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean they didn't need I mean they didn't really need Shout 97. I mean, they didn't need to make another fucking shot of the dough. I mean, they didn't need to make another home sweet home. You know, I mean, Home Sweet Home isn't one of my favorite, you know, Motley Crue songs, but you know, it didn't get improved with Decade Decade. You know what I'm saying? They didn't improve, you know, Shout of the Devil in 97. You know, they just put a little fucking beat at the beginning of it that fucking sounded, you know, like Nine Inch Nails. And he's like, okay, this is, you know, Shout of It was just a waste of time. It was really a huge waste of time. And I've listened to it, you know, I listened to it, you know, doing this podcast, you know, and I'm like, why? I mean, for real. I mean, what's the sense in it? I mean, it doesn't improve none. And it just... I'd rather listen to the original. If I'm going to listen to Shout of the Devil, I want to listen to Shout of the Devil, not Shout 97. And Shout 97 sounds fucking horrible, too. You know, that's a fucking shit, you know, we're going to call this Shout 97. Yeah. It's yeah, it, made, it, it like dates it, too. Especially because of uh, the time. Because at that time, they were trying to be, I guess, corn was becoming big, and, you know, the new metal started to peak its head, and they were trying to jump on that as well. Um, this was the first song I heard off of Generation Why Now I think about it, because they did do this at the American Music Awards. Yep. When they first reunited and Pamela Anderson came out, introduced the, hey, here's my band. 
you know and then they came out and they did fucking this song and i was like in shock i was like oh what did you do what did you do to my beloved shout at the devil you fucked and i look at it and it's kind of low on my list it should be number one I mean, but everything on my top 15 should be number one. That one is just pure blasphemy. You know, you talk about the remake of Home Sweet Home. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks, but nowhere near as bad as this. I no, mean, not even close. And not only that, but they put Shout uh, Home Sweet Home on a compilation album where they put fucking Shout 97 on an actual fucking album. Like, hey, look, yeah. we got to do album out. Here's our fucking song. And it's like, okay. And they, they yeah, let's leave Wreck Me and Kiss the Sky off this and put this shit on. Yeah, it just didn't work. And, and, and another thing I will say about this song, this song is total 100% Tommy Lee. Because during this time, you know, when they played uh, Generation Swine Tour, they were playing this. When Tommy Lee left the band, they went back to playing it the original way. When Tommy Lee came back, they went back to 97. So you know it has everything to do with that Oh yeah, this, this, a lot of this shit on this fucking album has to do with fucking Tommy. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It's, it's basically like, hey Tommy, look, 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 we'll do whatever we need to do to cater to you, because we want to bring Vince back, and that's that's why this fucking album failed. Well, you Miser- think that Tommy Lee just doesn't like Motley Crue music, and I I, I agree with him there. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> but you know, he really his heart's not in it. I mean, you can tell when Vince makes a fucking album, it sounds like shitty Motley Crue. When Tommy makes an album, it sounds like shitty Limp Biscuit, because that's where his heart's at. You know, Vince doesn't want to change. You know, Vince wants to do the same fucking schlock and fucking, you know, uh, but Tommy's not in there, and he wanted to change because he cares more about being cool, man. He Whatever's hip, he is like the fucking, yeah, he's like a fucking hepatitis C Dick Clark. You know, he just, he just, you know, look at him now. His hair is so dyed, and it's like, you know, he just doesn't want to get old and whatever the kids are into. Oh, I'm into trip-hop now, and, uh, you know, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, it's like, dude, come on already. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. You, you're, try, you're trying to remain current, and nobody gives a fuck. Everybody, yeah. like, you know, all, all the new people at Techno, they're hey, that's the guy from Motley Crue, and they're like, Motley who? Right. Yeah. Look, I'll be no, uh, I, I have no idea who that guy is. He's the guy that did the Pamela Anderson porn. Oh, yeah, the guy that honks the horn with his dick. Okay, yeah, all right, all right. Now I know who he is. It's the Methods of Mayhem guy. Hey, I tell you what, I'll be honest with you. I was the hugest fucking Nicky Six man when I was a teenager. And, you know, I thought this dude was fucking bigger than life. Dude was fucking, I mean, his music fucking resonated with me. But him and Tommy Lee have got to be next to Gene and Paul the two biggest fucking sellouts in fucking music. And that's just my opinion. Because I think Gene and Paul sold us out a long fucking time ago. And me and you, Ralph, had that discussion the other day. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about Gene and Paul, but Nikki and fucking Tommy, man, fucking, you know, I was listening to Sixth Sense, and fucking there was a break in between music. And fucking Nikki Six was, I swear to God, was fucking doing a fucking commercial on his show for the Garden Weasel. And I was sitting there thinking, nothing says fucking metal rebel like fucking pitching the garden weasel. And that, at that point right there, I lost all respect for Nikki Six. Because if you can well, have a fucking the, radio show. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that you got to take to account about that. You know, bringing up Gene and Paul is kind of like 
um, not really fair because these are two guys that make no bones about it. We're in it for pussy and money. That's what Kiss started with, where Nikki Six is all about, I'm a musician. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, he actually, right, right. dude, I'm not, I'm in two bands and I'm not a fucking musician. But I, I think I'm better than Nikki Six as far as a bass player, and I've never played a bass in my life, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, you're right, but I, but you're you're genuine. Like, I mean, I can sit and have a conversation. With you. I can have a conversation with you on Facebook, and we could disagree. I guarantee. Look, back when um, uh, AOL was the internet thing, we had this group called the Glamour. Actually, you know that girl that I, I'm always sending those uh, your CDs to. That's where I met yeah. Jen. I met her in the Glamour. She's actually from Massachusetts, and I've actually never met her. You know, but yeah, she's that's like because it's actually first... Terrence. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she's like one of the first people I ever talked to online. Okay, and you know, I mean, we was in this group called Glamour, and Nikki Six actually came into it, and you know, he came in there, you know, like asking questions and stuff, and I popped in there like I asked him, I said, "Did you fuck Pamela Anderson?" You know, because I was trying to be funny. Dude's like. All right, this is bullshit, and left. You know, I mean, just one fucking wow. question, and he fucking left. You know, and that's that's his fucking mentality. At that point, at that point in time, you know, I just thought it was funny. But you know, in retrospect, you know, coming to where he is now, I kind of look at him like, yeah, he's a softball type type, you know, person where you know he don't want fucking somebody you know saying something ridiculous to him. He wants to be taken serious. This motherfucker wants to be taken serious, but he's on a fucking his own radio show, and he's fucking trying to get you to buy the fucking garden weasel. Oh yeah, he needs money, you know. Yeah, I get that, but I mean, you know, I mean, Rouse a fucking rock star, in his own sense. He's not on for fucking. <laughs> you know, well, I, you know, I'm not trying to compare the two because. Well, you know, I am a rock star in Kentucky. Come on. <laughs> right, you are a rock star in Kentucky and Massachusetts. So just. <laughs> But, you know, I'm just saying, I mean, like, you're not going to go out there and do shameless shit like that. No. Let me tell you something. And listen closely there, here, fucking RC Cola. <laughs> <laughs> if Garden Weasel came to Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, me and Ian would be fucking every five minutes. And by the way, speaking of Motley Crue, you know, you can get the Garden Weasel at the at your nearest Sears and Robux and all right, let's go into the next track, right, Ian? But here's Fuck the thing, though. Yeah, he I'd, doesn't. I'd have be to. like available at True Value, Ace Hardware, and Walgreens. <laughs> but he doesn't have to. He could just actually take a Garden Weasel fucking commercial. Well, no, no, I, I, I think you're missing the point there. If you're doing a radio show like that, that's part of the deal. You, you have to do commercials. Yeah, but, but you know, not, you, should, you, should be, thinking, not, you should be mad at him for all the shitty songs he wrote, not the fucking Garden Weasel. Your priorities are all <laughs> fucked up. Hey, look, I'll take I'll take a song called Garden Weasel over first band on the news. <laughs> That's right. Seriously, that's more offensive to me. Oh, first shit. band with a Garden Weasel. That sounds better. <laughs> oh, Plata. Oh, oh shit! But uh, yeah. uh, 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 let me say what I think of this piece of shit, so we can move on. Um, yeah, shout ninety seven. The only reason it's not on my list is because I kind of looked at it as well, uh, just kind of pointless. Well, you did say, Ralph. Uh, you know, it wasn't going to be covered. You know, it wasn't going to be anything on compilations and shit like that. It was just going to be straight up studio albums, and I, I don't even count that as a song. It's just, it's fucking terrible. Um, and by the way, it is an Easter egg on Motley Crue's Greatest Hits DVD. It's an Easter egg. They actually made a 
A video just as shitty as that song. Oh, I know, I saw it. Oh, I thought he was going to say a fucking garden weed commercial. All right, what's number 14? My 14 is uh, the first of many songs off that last shitty album, which I can't believe they're going to end their career with that, that, that album. But then again, it is Motley Crue. Yeah, the yeah. animal in me, and I know Ian doesn't even know that song. No, I, I, I listened to it. I listened to like fucking thirty seconds of it. I, I barely know it too, but I heard it enough. You know, I heard it when it first came out, then six months later, and then I heard about a minute of it yesterday, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you make the list. But you know, I mean, what I did was I put up, I put a bunch of the new the, that album, and I go, okay, this is fucking terrible and then every other one was like this is even worse you know so the animal in me makes my 14 but i gotta be honest with you if you ask me to hum a fucking second of it i don't remember but i do remember that one minute of torture yesterday that was enough for it to say hey you know what you're worse than nona so you're going on here so there, there that's my 14 so ian i know you ain't got nothing to say about it how about you uh well, I, I, the, the animal in me, I do remember. I think the the chorus. I fa- I fast forward to that. It's like the, the, the animal in me wants to fuck you, and the the, the DJ in me wants to sell you a garden weasel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that was a great one. Did not make my list, but uh, but it, it, it should have. <laughs> when we do the next right, one's I- fifteen Motley Crue songs, it'll be out there. <laughs> All right, a- Andrew WK, what do you think? Honestly, this made it a lot fucking higher on my list. Uh, this is every fucking thing I hate about 90s and 2000 music. I mean, I don't know if you want me to say everything about it, but this is like, honestly, this is very high on my list. I fucking hate this song. This sounds so current, and I hate current fucking music that I I just sat through it, and it's like, mmm. Sounds like fucking Nickelback and fucking three down, three doors down to me. You know that's the type of fucking sound. And, 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 that you, don't, is. and you don't, you don't like that shit. You don't like no. that. Nickel- okay, good. No, no, no. Well, not at all. Might be hope. I'm surprised. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I really, I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I figured that'd be right up your fucking bowling alley. No, <laughs> no. I like fucking cheese. I don't like fucking whatever that shit is. No, that that made it very high on my fucking list, and I don't like it. And. All right. Uh, well, well, my number fourteen was uh, was already mentioned, and it was uh, the Plata that is uh, first band on the moon. So uh, and we already discussed that. So uh, let's go. And MC Hammer, what's your fourteen? Thirteen is uh, she needs rock and roll. I I don't like that song. Oh yeah, that one. I liked it. You know what? That that would have been 16 on my list. That one's so bad. It's really ahead. bad. I liked it originally when it was called uh, All in the Name of Rock and Roll. They did it a lot better. You liked and that? I already, I already know fucking that's going to be on your list, and I'm not even fucking even worried about that. But that song right there, I like. All it is is a fucking cheap knockoff and a really bad knockoff of All in the Name of Rock and Roll. And. It's just a shit fucking song. And it was the first song that came out on that new tattoo album, and they. Fucking when they promoted, I was like, oh, "Really? This is what the next fucking?" Because I already was disappointed with the fucking Generation Spine, and they brought this song out, and I was like, "And then they had that fucking video with fucking like primitive fucking cartoons and yeah, shit." Yeah, that, that was for Hell, Hell and High Heels. 
Oh, that was Hell on High Heels. Oh, yeah, yeah that was Hell on High Heels. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Nah, I got the two shitty songs mixed up. My bad. But, uh, well, they yeah. used the same lyrics on Beauty. HIV VIP. Yeah, they did, too, man. Like, yeah, I was but I did is like... Is there the- any band that ever ripped up, ripped off their own lyrics? No. You know? No, I tell you what. Honestly, fucking Molly Crew fucking ripped off a lot of their own fucking songs, and they did it fucking poorly. Yeah. If, if Nikki Six would have paid attention to his heroin diaries, he would have realized they already used that. <laughs> Heroin diaries. Get the fuck out of here. First bet on the moon in your fucking heroin diaries. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm shooting up smack and I'm writing a diary at the same time. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, that's what I do, you know? Yeah. But anyway, she needs rock and roll. All it is is a cheap knockoff and fucking all in the name of. And they did it fucking poorly. And they did it on a fucking half assed album. And it sucked too, man, because Randy Castillo was on that album. And, you know, I thought it was going, when I heard he was going to be replacing Tommy Lee, I was actually excited. And when I listened to some of these songs, and I'm like, he had to fucking perform on that album, you know. Right, were you really excited? We're like, oh boy. Yeah, man. I, I, I love Molly Crew. I thought, you know, after Generation Swine, they thought, hey, we got to get back to fucking, you know, pure fucking rock and roll. Kind of like, you know, with, you know, Kiss, you know, when they went from, you know, uh, rock and roll over, and then they did two, sh- you know, halfway, you know, assed albums, and they did a shitty album, and they went to rock. I thought they would skip over those three albums and go straight to the fucking rock, but yeah, they didn't. Yeah, sorry they let you down. Yeah, well, I gotta tell you, like the first thing I heard from New Tattoo, number one, I saw the tour before New Tattoo came out, the tour they did with uh, Castillo, which had the Scorpions completely destroy them. But um, uh, Nikki Six said on stage, our next album, we're going back to pissed off rock and roll. You're going to love to shout the devil. He said all this shit on stage. And I was like, well, all right. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Well, they went, they went back to pissed off fucking fans. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I think you misheard him. He says, we're going to piss you off with this next uh, you know it was funny that night. Some uh, and then he was up there going "fuck Ricky Martin" and all this shit. And then one of the tr- crew guys, the guys in in their crew, uh, put on La Vida Loca through the through the speakers. And Nikki Six was visually pissed off. And he walks off stage, and then they turned it off, and he comes back out. I'm sure he went out there and totally destroyed. Probably fired the guy, you know, because he's a he's a fucking humorless prick. That he guy, probably man. beat him with a fucking garden weasel. <laughs> <laughs> Available at Walgreens True Value Base Hardware. (laughs) So, uh, but uh, then the first thing I heard from this that, see, back then, this is when I first got the internet, 99, I believe, because that album came out in 99, right? Or 2000? Um, Uh, well, I do remember I got... Yeah, 2000. It was, it was in right, 2000. Stop. I'd already had the internet by 99. All right, I had the internet in 99. I got actually the Christmas of 98, so technically 99. And I do remember when they first started demoing this album, they were giving them away for free on the Motley Crue um, website. And one of the demos was a song called Time Bomb that never made the album that was pretty good i mean not great but it was all right you know and i was like oh, okay i mean uh this sounds promising it's not like what i was expecting to hear like I, it's not shout of the devil but it's promising and then the next i shit you not the next demo they put out was uh 
was that first band on the moon. And I was like, oh, I hope this don't make the album. And then the next one was Porn Star. Something that wasn't uh, there a Yes. Oh. oh, which did make my list, which shows you, man, how hard, you know, it should have been a top 50. But oh, yeah. Yeah, but then it could be like a 10-part episode. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, then uh, I heard this album, and I do remember, because I, actually, I went through this album the other day, like, you know, because there's songs I do remember, I didn't have to sit through again, but that one I didn't remember at all. She Wants Rock and Roll, whatever. I was like, oh, I remember this one. I put it on, I was like, oh, yeah, this makes my list. But then I put on St. Los Angeles, and it nudged it out. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, it's total craptacular, and that is uh, your thirteen. How about your thirteen, Ian? Oh, well, I was just gonna say, yeah, uh, I don't think that's a good song either. Uh, but I do think that's one of the better Motley Crue albums, and that's why you can tell I don't really care for Motley Crue all that much. But yeah, that that album's terrible, though it does have its moments. But I, I, I'll tell you this though, man, if you didn't know that it was Randy Castillo on there. You know, it sounds no different than me. I mean, I like Randy as a drummer, you know, but it's like, I don't know. You know how I am with this Tommy Lee fucking praise. It sounds like every other Motley Crue record to me, man. I, I don't, I don't, oh man, it's missing that Tommy Lee factor. Now it's, it's the same old fucking shit. <laughs> but uh, uh, my 13, oh my God, you guys are really uh, getting me here because my 13 was uh, Generation Swine. And, uh, oh, okay. So we already talked about that. Uh, let's go to my number 12, then. Well, I, oh, wait, wait, oh, wait. I, got, I got a 13. Oh, we didn't do your 13? Okay. No, my 13 is off of, uh, uh, New Tattoo. And, uh, holy fuck, dude. Just the title itself. <laughs> it's, it's just, treat me like the dog I am. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, I remember when I, I actually bought the CD, because I was like, all right, let's hear this shit. You know, it looks kind of like a shot at the devil, the cover, you know, it's black with a little circle. But, you know, maybe it's good. And I remember uh, after Hell on High Heels, that was that was pretty cringeworthy. Going into this song, and that's when I was like, oh, fuck these guys. <laughs> but I remember, like, I remember li- looking at the title, treat me like the dog I am, thinking to myself, are you really serious? Did you actually, are you actually, dude, this shit makes Gene Simmons cringe. I mean, treat me like the dog I am. And then I listened to the song. I was like, well, you know, at least the music fits the title. This fucking song sucks, dude. It's terrible. And I knew this was going to make your, I knew this was going to make your list because I remember you uh, actually saying something about it on the fucking Rock and Metal Combat podcast uh, page. Did I? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just the, it might be, think about it. Like, let you guys, I mean. Other than the first band on the moon, is there a worse title than Treat Me Like a Dog I Am? No, it's a bad title. I don't think first band on the moon is even that bad. No, it's not really, but, but I mean, it is a fucking horrible lyric, though. Everybody, everybody, let this sink in. Treat me like the dog I am. See, here's the thing that bothers me about that. I love to hear that come out of a girl's mouth. <laughs> in private, in my house. You know, that that's hot. But hear Nikki Six write this and hear Vince sing it, it's like, please put on some fucking uh, ram it down for me, you know? <laughs> so I can hear like some, some you know, some gay guy sing about 
ramming it, a cock down his throat because it's less gay. Uh, Number thirteen, unlucky thirteen, and it may. And, and on top of that, look how low it is on my list. Man, <laughs> this should be again. It should be number one, but it's thirteen. I I actually don't mind this song. I think for Molly Crew, it's an all right song. <laughs> and by the way, this that should seg that should segue into our sponsor. Uh, Ian enjoys Rolling Rock beer a lot. <laughs> Rowan Rock, available across the street at Rouse's. Get some today. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, okay, 13. Who's who's next? Well, well, what, what, do you, what do you think of this song, uh, C. Thomas Howe? I really like this song. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I love this fucking song, man. It was actually one of the first... Wait, wait, wait. You love it? I, yeah, actually, I do. I do hey, like you know, it. And I listened, I listened to it yesterday, and there's even a part where, you know, the drum goes... Bah, bah, bah. And while it's doing that, he, they're going ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like a dog. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh my god! Holy fuck, dude! You should be ashamed of yourself. Ralph, what's your number twelve? Just another psycho off of uh, that last album, uh, which again was about like I think I made I, you know I almost made thirty seconds of that song for me to go. Oh yeah, you made the list. Uh, just another psycho. I can't remember a note of it. <laughs> this is such a bad list. It's like, I don't even, they're, they're, they're such bad songs that it's kind of like listening to that album is kind of like getting molested that you, you block it from your memory, but you do remember it was bad. And uh, let me put it this way. As I'm talking right now, talking about just another psycho, I can't remember it all, but oddly enough, I'm in the fetal position. <laughs> you, you know, it's bad when you said, my number 12 is just another cycle. I'm like, what fucking album's that on? <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, I got that right. Uh, WC Field. Uh, it's not great, but it's, it didn't make my list. It's not a song that I hate. I can actually listen to it whenever I listen to Saints of Los Angeles, which I rarely do, but it's not a bad I don't think it's a bad song, but it's not bad enough to be on my list. <laughs> All right. What's your, what's your number 12 there, John Wayne Gacy? Actually, number 12, Smoking in the Boys Room. Oh, uh, okay. I've, yeah, you know I've, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I've never really liked this song. Um, I mean, I kind of was into it when it first came out because it was a new Motley Crue song. But I just, I never really got into it. And I don't like it live. Like, I've seen it live twice. And I didn't like it either time. I was like, man, you put that song in when you could have thrown any other fucking deep track in. But, yeah. Smoking in the boys' room. It don't do nothing for me. I think it's fucking horrible. I like the video with the sound down better than I do the fucking song itself. So. What's a fucking deep track you want to hear? Fucking first band on the moon? <laughs> Confession? I wouldn't mind hearing that. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just another cycle? <laughs> Just another cycle wouldn't be bad either. Fucking Saints of Love. Oh, they God. Well... I, I love the song. I love it. Reportedly, though, Nikki Six hates it. And that's why it wasn't on a lot of tours. I mean, not Nikki Six, I'm sorry. Uh, Tommy Lee doesn't like it. But uh, I, I think it's great. I've always loved the song. I mean, I love the original. But uh, I, I love their version. I, I think it's, you know, it, it's great probably because they didn't write it, you know. But uh, uh, I, I, I think it's, it's classic, <laughs> classic Motley Crue. Uh, what do well, you think of Smoking in the Boys Room, Ralph? 
Uh, I remember when I was a little kid, the Brownsville Station song would. It was a. It was a lot on the radio. You, know, you got to remember, I'm old, and they used to play this a lot. And I thought it was kind of cool when I was a little kid. You know, it was like smoking the boys' room. Ooh, you know, that's. You know, it's kind of like rebellious and shit like that. But by the time Theater of Pain came out, I was what was that? 85. So I was 20. And I remember when it came out, I, I, I first, I remember, and I still have it to this day, and it's probably online, because I did, I used to like record everything MTV did, and when they were recording, there's actual news footage of them making the video. Oh, Molly Crew just finished uh, doing their video for Smoke in the Boys Room. I was like, oh, they're covering that song? And I thought it was like, okay, that's not a bad idea. And then when I saw the video and I heard the song, I was like, what the fuck am i watching from from shot of the devil to this you know it was like i mean i know both of you guys are young you don't really understand the magnitude like you would understand it if i was to say hey and justice for all to the black album well at least ian you know i don't know about right. you i'm 44 but anyway huh i'm 44 oh you're 44 yeah actually oh, uh i thought you were, my, i thought I you were 16 no when i when i was 14 no when i was 12 on my 12th birthday, it was in 94, 1984, I actually bought the four albums I bought on my birthday, my birthday money. And funny enough was On Through the Night by Def Leppard, Motley Crue's Shout Out the Devil, White Feathers by um, Kajai Gugu, and Pipes of Peace uh, by Paul McCartney. All right, cool. Three out of four. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> Which one do yeah, you like? Kajai Gugu? Uh, Gugu. Is that the one with two shy shy? Yeah. I was kind of shocked, you know, George Lynch was in that band. <laughs> yeah, he looked like, I, was like I didn't know George Lynch can sing, you know. <laughs> anyway, so, so um, what do you call, uh, yeah, uh, Theater Pain was a big fucking blow to me. And me, I love shitty videos. I love shitty videos. That video I just fucking hated for so many different reasons. Yeah, like the main character was just some short hair, yuppie looking punk. Then you had the guy from Hills Have Eyes being nothing but stupid with a stupid wig on. And, you know, the, the beginning, the only thing cool about it was the beginning with that fucking dog with the pentagram. I was like, <laughs> and then you're, oh, I was like, yeah, you see, now this could go into like bastards, you know? But a dog but really that, did eat my homework. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. To the office. You know, like I said, I love bad videos. So, you know, I loved, um, uh, too uh, too young to fall in love. I love that video with the fake karate fighting, and uh, um, she looks that kill. I love that shit. It was dark and and you know with the pentagrams and the fire and you know the road warrior look. Then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like, hey, look, uh, Steven Tyler on bass, you know, and, and fucking uh, Samantha Fox on vocals, you know. Yeah, and that's funny too because like uh, since you brought it up. Uh, too young to fall in love. That's actually how I came to where I started really liking Motley Crue. I've seen that video. I love the Road Warrior, and that song just resonated with me. It was just like one of those songs that like pulled me into it. And that's the reason why. Uh, well, I seen Shout of the Devil before that, and I actually got the album because I got the album on my birthday. And I think uh, uh, Too Fast for Love came out way before that, or way after that, or not long after that that I got it and then I didn't really listen to the album. I just seen it because I, you know, I remember Shout at the Devil, the video, 
and I was looking for something else, and I came across that one. I was like, well, I'll get this one because, you know, I had birthday money. And I was like, this looks cool because visuals was like totally, you know, my whole thing. You know, at 12 years old, man, it was like more visual than it was, you know, music. That's that's how I became a Kiss fan was going through my mom's albums. You know, at, so, at you know, 12 years old, were you the oldest kid in kindergarten? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, and, and I ruled the roost. You know, they didn't fuck with me. Motherfuckers. I bet, <laughs> I bet they still made fun of your record collection. <laughs> no, they, they, no, because actually, I didn't have a really, no, I, didn't, I didn't have a record collection. I know why you didn't have many records in kids. Because in um, in Kentucky, they don't arrest people for fucking their sisters. If they, if you lived anywhere else, you'd have, you'd have a big collection. You'd have a big collection. <laughs> ah, Okay. Yeah, in fact, it's encouraged. <laughs> you, don't get, you don't get no government cheese, boy, until you finish with your sister. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, all right, so... Uh, I don't know. Who's is it? All right, I'll, I'll take my number 12. Uh, it's off a new tattoo, Porno Star. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh the, the core, you know, that, yeah, 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 it's, oh my god, it's so fucking annoying, uh, only Nikki Six could write something this fucking shitty. No, refresh wrong. my memory, isn't it like little girls singing in that song? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, god. On. There's one other person that wrote a song just as fucking bad as that. <laughs> yeah, but even Brett Michaels made fun of porn star. He's like, this no, shit's no, no. terrible. No, I'm talking about fucking whoever wrote fucking spanked on fucking uh, the 91 fucking uh, for unlawful carnal knowledge. That's what that fucking song reminds me of. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Porno star. Uh, horrible, <clears throat> but typical Motley Crue. What do you think, Ralph? Oh, man. Terrible. And that was like one of the, the, the first demos I heard, too. And I was like, I was thinking, well, you know, some of these songs may not make the album, and I'm sure this one won't. And it did. And then, like, the only demo I liked was Time Bomb, and that didn't make the album. But Porn Star did, and First Man on the Moon did, and, oh, it's terrible. It's fucking, and yeah, now, you know, I I didn't listen to it the other day. I did listen to uh, She's Rock and Roll and, and a couple other ones I just don't remember, but I did kind of remember that. But now I was thinking, man, were there little girls singing on that? <laughs> what kind of fucking mentality? You're going to put little girls on a song called Porn Star. <laughs> Well, what's even worse than that to me is like girls 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 it's like the pointer sisters are on every fucking song on girls 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 singing background and shit yeah. i fucking hate that and that's, shit and you know what and it's amazing girls 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 didn't make my list you know what man i'm gonna eliminate one of the songs on here because girls 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 definitely has to make my top 15 because that i can't believe i didn't fucking add that one that song dude let, let me just say it right now let's take off just another cycle and I'm, uh, you know, so that way I don't have to take anything. <laughs> those, those girls, that song, that song annoys the living piss out of me. Even the first time I heard it. And, and that's, dude, that's like one of the most played Motley Crue songs ever on the radio, everywhere. You know, strip clubs, whatever. What a fucking terrible, terrible fucking song. Girls, girls, girls. Uh, what do you think of Porn Star, Mike? Uh, that made it like, way, way higher on my list. That's that's. It was shitty when fucking Van Halen did it with Spang. It was fucking even worse when fucking Molly Crew did it on New Tattoo. Oh yeah, terrible. It didn't make my list, believe it or not. 
but it's terrible. It is terrible. No, it made my list. It's fucking bad. All right, All right JFK, what's your number 12? Yeah. Number 12, I already did 12, it's 11. Oh, okay. Uh, 11 is Glitter from uh, Generation Swine. That uh, one song I never got. I don't understand why. I've seen that fucking song every single fucking... Molly Crew has performed that song ever since fucking uh, the Generation Swine tour. I've seen it on every fucking tour. The only time that I actually enjoyed that song on tour, I don't like the fucking song itself. I like the music. The music ain't bad, but it's not. It's not Molly Crew though. I mean, if it was any other band, you know, like that fucking, you know, like ballady type, you know, it, I would kind of maybe like it, but I just don't dig it. And then they fucking play it every fucking tour. When I seen, I actually took my son to go see a Motley Crue when he was ten. I took him to the Carnival of Sins tour, and I thought for sure by that time the fucking you know song was fucking dead in the water and they was done with it. They fucking brought out fucking acrobats. They had like two fucking women fucking you know like on stage you know doing twirls like fucking coming down off of fucking like this fucking cloth and shit, fucking rolling down, they fucking rolling themselves back up, and I was like, now that's a cool visual, but that fucking song sucks and. Confessions is a much better song. I, I love fucking Confessions. I think Confessions is a fucking great fucking song. And they choose conf- Glitter over fucking Confessions, which baffles me because that song just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work live without the visuals. And they, they did it uh, on the Motley Crue with uh, Kiss Tour. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't, you know, like, the when they did the song, it wasn't bad because they had, like, this whole fucking background thing going. It wasn't as elaborate, you know, as uh, Carnival of Sins, but it was still, like, visually, you know, attractive, but it just wasn't. Like, that song just fucking, I don't know. I, I don't like the song. I don't like seeing it live in concert. And they've done it from Generation Swine to fucking their last fucking tour, and I still, for the life of me, don't understand why they still play that fucking song and you know actually i was glad motley crew broke up just so if i see vince Neil in concert i don't have to hear him fucking sing that goddamn fucking song again oh uh, what do you think of that song yeah? <clears throat> glitter uh i'd rather have gary glitter babysit my son than listen to this fucking <laughs> piece of shit uh, uh <laughs> this is way higher on uh out of my list. I don't even like Lee Gersman's keyboards on the song. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fucking horrible. Oh my god, I cannot believe this isn't higher on your list, man, because uh, it's 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 way up there. This, what a total piece of shit, and I, I, I agree. I saw the Carnival of Sins tour, and I couldn't believe they fucking played it. And I, I think they played it on this last tour, didn't they? Yeah, fucking horrible. I mean, Motley Crue to me is, is a lot like Aerosmith, man. They've got like maybe two ballads that I fucking like, and the rest are all just fucking despicable. And this is just another, another despicable fucking goddamn. Oh, wait a minute. I was supposed to remind you buy a Chia Pet, the pottery that grows. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe we went this long without a commercial. Uh, Chia Pet, available at Walgreens True Value Ace Hardware Uh, Fucking glitter, Jesus Christ Put this shit on the fucking moon I hate this shit (laughs) What do you think of glitter, Uh, Ralph? Oh wait a minute, you like like this fucking Oh you fucking (laughs) fag 
I like this song. And yes, there are times when I listen to Glitter and I think to myself, why don't I love cock? But I do like the song for some reason. I don't know why, but there's, and I, you know, like I don't, I don't view it as a Motley Crue song. I don't view it as a, you know, I mean, I listen to music suggest. I'm not saying, you know, you guys are wrong. Um, I, I, there's something about the song I really like. I think it's a, a nice little pretty ballad, and uh, I like the little music, uh, little glittery music going on. It's a, uh, yeah, it's it's very gay, and it's very confusing. It is. Very I, I find <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, I admit it, but dude, there's a lot of ABBA songs that are very gay, and I like "So Tired" by Ozzy. I mean, there's a lot of things I like that are gay. Whoa, 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 whoa. And Glitter is one of them. I love that huh? fucking song. That is a great fucking song. That's I'm surprised I still like music. You would figure by now my musical taste would have died of AIDS. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, know, <laughs> you know who really hates music? Nikki Six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I like this song, so uh, there you go. All right. Uh, I, I, no excuses. I am the Thrash Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my number you 11. Know, people actually call me Thrash Lord, and I like glitter. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, it's about you, Gaylord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am the Gaylord and I suck all the cock. Gaylord Van Peter Schmelt. <laughs> I am the Gaylord. We perform that song live. We don't even play that song live anymore, but when we do, I'm going to go up there and go, I am the Gaylord and I'll suck your dick. All right. 11 is Shout 97, but I already talked about that. My 11 is off the horrible fucking um, Dr. Feelgood album. Mm. And it is called Rattlesnake Shake. Uh, oh, uh, my. What, what a bad, what a shitty song. What a shitty song. Horrible. And I really hate those terrible Aerosmith horns. You know, after he does it, shake, shake, shake. You know, it's like, shake your love. I <laughs> It's like Steven Tyler fucking Debbie Gibson, you know, you know, with Tijuana Brass in the background. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Every time I fucking shake, shake your love, man, I think of fucking Bill Hicks, man. They fucking caught me off guard. And, and, then, <laughs> and then I want to see a little mariachi guy come out, you know, play a fucking... <laughs> Like, hey, Paco, more chips and salsa. <laughs> yeah, and keep those chimichangas coming. <laughs> Fucking rattlesnake shake. Shake your love. Fuck you. Oh, shit. First fan. Uh-huh. Fuck you. <laughs> oh. Fuck, man. I love that song, though, man. Oh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the only thing that can clean this shit up is a sham wow. Buy I'll get one free. <laughs> Tell him what uh, to set you. 
fucking rattlesnake. Uh, you you think I'm done? But there's more! <laughs> so, Gaylord Van Peter Schmelt, uh, restore my faith in you, and please tell me you hate Rattlesnake Shake. Oh, God, I can't stand that song. The song is terrible. <laughs> terrible fucking shitty song. Um, ugh, I, I don't know what else to say. I will say this, though, and this really will make me look bad. But uh, I made a video for that song, but please let me explain why. Um, <laughs> before you cast judgment, this is why I did a video for that song. Um, I was doing a video. This, this, I, okay. And this is, gonna, this is not going to make me sound good. But remember, at this time, you know, I needed money. So instead of sucking cock, I did like the next worst thing was making a video for Rattlesnake Shake. <laughs> because a friend of mine loved the way I did videos. And he wanted me to do a video, a Motley Crue DVD of a song off each album. And, you know, he, he left it to my discretion. To put a video, whatever video I wanted. So when I did the first album, I did uh, Take Me to the Top. The second album, I did uh, Shadow of the Devil. Third one, uh, Use It or Lose It. Uh, which one? I can't remember what I did for, uh, I think Dancing on Glass I did for, yeah, Dancing on Glass for Girls, Girls, Girls. Love now, when it came to that one, to Dr. Feelgood, which believe me, there's songs that, that, uh, you know, I, I like more than Rattlesnake Shake on there, and I hate that album. But I had no footage of them singing those songs, but I had footage of them doing Rattlesnake Shake, and I go, and I thought, well, dude, if I make this video, it'll be quicker to make, because at least I can sync them up singing it. So that's why I made a video. So, you know, just in case you guys hear me talk shit about this song now, and then go, wait a second, but you made a video for it. Well, I got paid to, okay? So uh, back then I needed money and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, hey. it's a sad thing. You know, I needed money so bad that I made a video for Rattlesnake Shake. You know times were bad. Well, this is, is going to be real interesting. Now I want to hear from a guy who's not allowed in any bathroom to defend this <laughs> fucking song. <laughs> I can't defend the song. I mean, I know it's cheesy. Oh, okay. I but, love this but, shit. I do like I love that fucking album. I love fucking Doctor Feelgood. Yeah, it's a it's a decent song. <laughs> Ralph, what's your number ten? Uh, my number ten is uh, this ain't a love song. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ian, do you know that one? <laughs> I know it's on Saints of Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, I don't know it. I forgot how it is. <laughs> but I remember it was terrible. Whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, I, all those, all these Saints of Los Angeles songs that make this list, uh, trust me, it was yesterday I heard just enough to go, oh, there's no way you cannot make the top 15. So, uh, you know, some are worse than others, but again, you know, I would put this above Girls, 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 so, and I can't stand that fucking song. So, yeah, that's my, what do you think, uh, Michael W. Uh, Asphalt? <laughs> do, do you want the short one? Yes. <laughs> no, no, I I like this song. I really do. This is actually one of those songs that I really fucking like. I'm saying lots of names. I really do like this song. Yeah. They should have right. renamed this. This ain't a good song. <laughs> they should have just called it. This is a Motley Crue song. Yeah. This is, oh. this is a Crue song. 
Damn, that's brutal. Yeah. And, and then put a taste advisory on it. People who like this also bought a shotgun. Yeah. You know, on, on Amazon, it says, like, you see this song, and on the bottom it says, if you like that, you go down there, it just shows a pile of shit. If you like this, then you'll definitely like this. Yeah. A big old pile of elephant shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. That's oh, cool. God. Yeah, that's a shit song. All right. Uh, what's your number 10, Mikey? Uh, mine's actually on St. Los Angeles, too. It's uh, LAMF, which is, I think, is a fucking horrible ripoff of fucking In the Isn't Beginning. Isn't that like an instrumental or something? Yeah. No, no. It's, it's like In the Beginning, but it's... Now, I guess, fucking 2006 when it came out. But, yeah, LAMF. Uh, you love Motley Crue so much you didn't even pick an actual fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, it's, I don't like it. I didn't like it when I first like when I first threw the album in and they fucking played that. I was like, this is a fucking ripoff of In The Beginning. You know? Oh, it is. And, it is. Oh, it very much is. Yeah, that, that that's a lame one. All right. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, man. Did you want me to trash another song? <laughs> no. There's, there's you got plenty of songs. I'm sure you got plenty you can trash. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't pick the silence in between tracks and say that. Was <laughs> Actually, that's always my favorite part of a Motley Crue album. Like, oh, I can breathe. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Uh, my number 10 is also off of Saints of Los Angeles. And this is a fucking uh, peanut-filled turd called White Trash Circus. Oh, yeah, that made my life. <laughs> and uh, it's just goofy. It's a goofy fucking song. This is another band on the moon, White Trash Circus. <laughs> <laughs> dumbass, you know, the beautiful Motley, the beautiful Motley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fucking horrible. Yeah, not, not, yeah. Now remember, that was the one. It's on my list, too, and I heard it, I go... Oh, this is fucking Marilyn Manson. All right, this will make the list. Yeah, oh I'm my. doing Marilyn Manson, you know? Yeah, oh, fucking white. Much higher on my list, actually. Oh, God. Well, you, you know... But not the worst. Not the worst on, not well, the worst on my list. I, I should say, I I finished the list today, but I, I, you know, I just, I wrote all the songs down, and I'm kind of making up the order as I go, so... You know, but, but, folks, I guarantee you, they're all shitty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not talking about any good songs here. <laughs> they all should be number one. Or even a good you band know? for that matter. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, White Trash Circus. For what you think of that, Mike? I bet you like that shit, huh? <laughs> I do like it. Song. Oh God, damn. <laughs> all right, all right uh, what's your number nine, Ralph? Uh, okay, this is the oldest song. This is actually going back to the '80s. Ooh. This is uh. Oh boy, is this one bad. And I don't know, probably both of you like this one, but this is terrible. Bad Boy Boogie. (laughs) Bad is bad is right. (laughs) That song is just fucking horrendous. I got my hand in the pie, my hand in the cookie jar. <laughs> Just you and me in the backseat of my car. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, is this bad. This is just terrible. Bad Boy Boogie is fucking horrendous. And uh, yeah, this is the oldest song. There's nothing before Girls, Girls, Girls that made my list. And believe me, there's a lot of shit on there, too. But boy, this song is so terrible that it really did actually 
chocolate, like this ain't a love song below it. That's how bad it is. There's, there's actual songs on Saints of Los Angeles better than this. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that, it didn't make my list, but it damn near did. But, uh, yeah, I definitely got some girls, girls, girls coming up. But, yeah, that, that that's a bad one, man. <laughs> I, I just picture, though, I, I, I picture Mike, like in 1987 with a mullet. Uh, making out with his cousin outside the trailer right from the bug zapper. Shotgun and fucking Schlitz blaring this song and going, yeah! Fucking A. <laughs> fucking A. Motley Crue. Motley Crue. You're, you're a bad boy, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right, April, May, June. I'm gonna show you how bad I am. <laughs> Come on, baby. Let's get a baby with web toes. <laughs> He's going to be a strong swimmer. <laughs> Down at the cement pond he made. <laughs> My cousin gives great head. You know why? She got no taste. <laughs> she swallowed your load and her chew. Right. <laughs> what a gal. She's a girl. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, what's your number nine, Mike? My number nine is actually the worst. I, I think this is the worst song to fucking open a Motley Crue album. It's even worse than the fucking LAMF, and that's Hell on Hills. That song, I just don't fucking like. I didn't like it when it first came out. I don't like it now. I was listening to fucking uh, the New Tattoo album, and when I put it first on, I was just like, God, that's fucking bad. I mean, it's just fucking everything that went wrong with Motley Crue after fucking 94. It's just, I don't like it. I don't like the fucking music. I don't like the lyrics. I don't even like the way fucking Vince sounds on the on that song. It just, it's a fucking horrible song. And it's not even the fucking worst song off of fucking New Tattoo. That's, that's the funny thing about it. But it's a fucking, it's the worst Motley Crue song to open a fucking album out of all of them. And Motley Crue used to be pretty strong about opening a fucking album. You know, that. They did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought so. <laughs> All right, Ralph, what do you think of uh, Hell in High Heels? Fucking terrible. That's the <laughs> one where they, they, they actually borrowed uh, lyrics from the previous album, Beauty, HIV, VIP. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was this lead single. And, yeah, it was like, oh, my God, this is the album Nikki promised was going to be a return to form. And he was yeah. right. But then again, yeah, <laughs> I was about to say that. But then again, yeah, I guess it is a return to form if you're going to go with the Dr. Feelgood land, you know. Hey, if well, you, you thought know, the last album sucked, we're not going to change now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but but believe, but you know what, dude? As terrible as this is, New Tattoo's still better than Generation Fine and that last one. I think New Tattoo's better than Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would say there's the songs on there that I like or I like them more than the uh, with the exception of the... T- Doctor Feelgood. The only song I truly like on that album is, is the is the title track. Uh, Kickstart is okay, but I'm kind of burnt out on it. It's okay, but uh, the rest is just fucking terrible. It's terrible. And yeah, and notice I haven't even talked about. And as I look at my list, look, this shows you how fucked up Motley Crue's discography is. As I look at my list, there's only one song from. No, no, there's two. There's actually two songs from Doctor Feelgood on this list, but that shows you how many horrible songs that, uh, you know, 
that are fucking worse than all these fucking terrible Dr. Feelgood songs. Dr. Feelgood is like, oh, it's just horrendous, man. You'd have to be like from Kentucky to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dr. Feelgood. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah. Oh, turn- oh, oh. Uh, well, yeah, I was just going to say, I- I'm not a big fan of that song either. It didn't make my list, uh, so that shows you how shitty these other songs are. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I-, I-, I see what you're saying there, Mike. I'm not going to argue with you. It's not a good song. Not at all. Didn't make my list either, but yeah, it's fucking shit. It uh, is shit. All right, my number nine is off of Dr. Feelgood. And this is a very popular Motley Crue song that I cannot stand, never did care for. And that is Kickstart My Heart. I, yeah, I've never cared. I like two and a half songs on on Feel Good, and that's it. Uh, This one I just never understood. And I get so tired of, uh, I don't know, just, it, it has that, that same fucking McMars riff that's in so many fucking songs and stuff. It just all sounds the fucking same. And it, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. You know, you know, oh, <laughs> uh, fucking, right. it's like people will buy anything. I can't believe that album sold six million copies. You know, only number one album. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, that I believe. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, man. It, just fucking lame. Lame. And this was really, you know... And, and I, I'm not going to lie. When I was a kid, man, I was all about Motley I, I still, to this day, I have every Motley Crue album. I have the box sets. I have everything. But, uh, man, it's just... You talk about shit that doesn't age well. And, and with every passing year, I, I just hate them a little bit more. Now, I still find them entertaining in concert. Hell, I saw the Farewell Tour twice. And it was an entertaining show. I mean, I mean, but, uh... But man, there, there's I, I've never seen a band get as big as Motley Crue that is as shitty as Motley Crue. I mean, they are really like like we all know as Kiss fans, man. We take a lot of shit. People, you know, there's a lot of people that fucking hate Kiss and make fun of their music, man. But man, Motley Crue makes Kiss look like fucking Led Zeppelin, dude. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, but Motley Crue's really fucking you know bad. And you know, for Nikki to come out, you know. You know, the other week he was bitching about uh, the 94 album and, you know, and uh, the horrible lyrics of John Karabi. And I've set a very high standard with my lyrics. What fucking song is that? That must be a whole unreleased catalog <laughs> I've never fucking heard. Oh, God. You know, you know uh, Mike likes to say, oh, this could be a poem. This, this is a heroin ha- <laughs> This is a heroin haiku. You know, it's fucking, it's trash. It's, it's poison without makeup. <laughs> it is. It's fucking poison without makeup. God damn. <laughs> and in fact, I think Brett Michaels is a better songwriter than fucking... Oh, 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 oh no, come on. Now, uh, now you're talking stupid. I don't, well, well aside, aside from a, a metal masterpiece called Shout at the Devil, which that that, that is an, an all-time metal masterpiece. But it's like... You know what, that's when I think he was really doing heroin, because he probably don't remember doing that, you know, like, I don't know where that came from, because that's a fucking anomaly in their fucking career, you know, because <laughs> nothing else can even comes close to fucking Shot of the Devil that they've ever done. I don't know, man. I think Molly Cruz's worst songs equals Brett's best song. Oh, God, yeah, but uh, Kickstart, 
uh, I'm sure you guys like it more than me, man. I just, this is one that I never understood. What do you think of it, Ralph? As I said, it's like the one, there's only two songs I like off, off Dr. Field, the title track and this one, but this one, it hasn't aged well with me. But I mean, it was, you know what it is? It's that that album is just so terrible that this song, it sounds good compared to the rest of it other than the title track. I don't love the song, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's I, like saying I, Naked City's the best on Unmasked. I get what you say. There you go. There, yeah, that's a good way of, <laughs> yeah, that's a great way of putting it. But you got to admit, Naked City's way better than this. Oh, hell yeah. But, that, uh, that, that's yeah. how bad Nikki Six is. Gene Simmons has better songs than Nikki Six. Of course. Gene Simmons is a great, look. He, he he slammed Gene Simmons. Oh, Gene Simmons hadn't written a good song in, in a long time. And I'm thinking, boy, you of all people to say that. And at least Gene Simmons, I don't give a fuck what anybody says, because a lot of people don't judge Kiss musically. But, man, listen to those early fucking albums. Gene Simmons is an amazing bass player. Yeah, I know. He, I was just going to say, Gene can actually play bass. Nicky can't. And not only can play bass, but can play some really tasty structures that like going blind. Listen to Ladies Room. What he does on Ladies Room, like he does these little runs that are just so in the pocket, and it's so McCartney, you know. Right. And I think Gene Simmons, and on top of that, he could sing, you know. And 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 you know, need I remind you, this motherfucker wrote like Larger Than Life, and 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 you know, Watching You, and I mean, come on, man. I mean, this guy just <laughs> devours Nikki Six in every single way possible. For Nikki Six to say. Oh, uh, he hasn't written a good song in a long time. Yeah, well, what was the last good song you wrote, fucking Nikki? Uh, last Band on the Moon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and I, was, I was watching, I tell you, I was watching uh, the Motley Crue documentary earlier, and I was just dying laughing the story about guy told him if he had a bass, he could join the band. And Nikki goes and steals a guitar from a fucking guitar shop. And he brings yeah, it back. Yeah. The guy's like, "This is a guitar." He's like, Ooh. <laughs> "You know, like you dumb motherfucker. You don't even know what a fucking bass is." <laughs> no, I mean, I totally agree, Rob. I mean, you know, as far as like bass playing, Gene Simmons got it. As far as songwriting, I mean, back in the day, Gene wrote some great fucking songs for Kiss. The only problem that I have, like, with that statement is, like, I don't know what fucking Gene's wrote since fucking uh, Creatures of the Night. Or even before Creatures, well, I mean, that's with you. Because, I mean, they, well, they always talk about how... Well, I mean, they always talk about how, you know, he's... You know, they'll change one fucking line in a fucking song just to get a writing credit. So, I mean, anytime you see somebody's name attached to a fucking, you know, Paul or Gene song, I don't know if fucking they actually wrote it or they just changed the line just so they can get a writing credit to sing, you know, just to have their name on the album so it doesn't look like, you know... They're using other people's songs. Yeah, but every time Nikki Six puts his name on a song, everybody else takes theirs off. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, right, all right, Ralph, what's your number eight? We're we're getting off here. We got we got we got a bunch of shitty songs to get through. Yeah, I know. My number eight is the first song uh, I'm gonna feature on here from Doctor Feelgood. Oh my God, this one's so bad. It's them trying to write "We Are the World." Oh, um, time for change. Time for change. Oh. Oh. This song is so terrible that I, I don't even it's know. It's so it. terrible, I can't uh, believe it's this low on your list. <laughs> yeah, but that, that I'm telling you, everything on my list should be number one. You know? 
This song is so bad. And it's everything about it's bad. Let's do like, let's write Home Sweet Home, but let's make it like meaningful for the world, people. Ugh. We are the world. It's time to change. <laughs> it is so bad. It's so bad. And it, and it is it is a song about, I mean, believe me, I, I, I didn't even bother to listen to it. I haven't heard Time for Change in like 20 years. Oh, I, I actually listened to it. That's how much I hate myself. <laughs> I listened. I, I didn't have to, uh, but I do recall it is like a a song about world peace or something, right? Yeah, and it, it was you know and it said it was inspired by you know the the Moscow Music Peace Festival. They were getting ready to go play and shit. Yeah, that, isn't that funny? They they were inspired by something that didn't happen yet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's true because Nicky wrote it down in his little heroin diary. Yeah, that's uh, right. Exactly. I'm surprised he didn't say. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote this about the Moscow Music Peace Festival. You know, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say that. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. I wrote this about 9-11. <laughs> you know, yeah. fuck yeah. it. Get the fuck well, out of I here, Nikki Six. <laughs> I wrote I wrote Time to Change about Gene Simmons' quote about Prince. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you, know, you know, I'm so, Man, like, this is on my list, but, but much, much higher. And... It's funny that I hate it so much because I loved it the first time I heard it when it was uh, Wilson Phillips, Hang On. Uh, oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, hold, hold, hold out for one more day. There's still time to change. Oh, my God. Horrible. Hor- proof that these motherfuckers... And, uh, again, Home Sweet Home was an anomaly. I think Home Sweet Home is one of the best songs they ever did. It's my favorite McMars solo. I fucking love Home Sweet Home. I think it's incredible. Uh, all their other ballads fucking suck a dick. Jesus Christ. I mean, what a horrible, horrible song. I really can't believe that this made it on the album. And I remember when they did that tour for the 20th anniversary, and they're like, we're going to play the album in its entirety. And the first thing in my mind was, holy fuck, you're going to play Time for Change? Like, <laughs> in front of people? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like... You know, are you putting up chicken wire? What the fuck? Are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> God, <damn. laughs> this shit is fucking horrible. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God, what a fucking horrible song! I, 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 I get embarrassed for them when I hear this song, man. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I can't believe Vince even sang it, to tell you the truth. I can't believe Vince didn't put his foot down. It, 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 you know? God damn. Ugh. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, why don't you defend this shit, Mike? Oh, I can't. It, it didn't make my list. It, it, didn't did, my list. it did or didn't? It didn't. It didn't make my oh, list. Oh, my God. It is my second least favorite song off that album. I will say that much. Ooh. What a third. It's, it's not... You know, I mean, I always end it with the fucking song that comes before. I can't think of what the song is before it. Um, whatever it is, fucking, I usually just fucking turn the CD off after oh, that. Man. Uh, all right, my number eight is off the horrible fucking Girls, Girls, Girls album, and that is Dancing on Glass. Oh, man. It, it, just fucking terrible with the, the stupid ass gong and the, and the the background singers and the fucking horns and. 
I, I cannot believe that Girls, Girls, Girls sold 4 million copies. Uh, that has to be one of... Uh, off a, a rock band that sold that many records with, with something that fucking shitty. I, I mean, you want to talk about a subpar album. I mean, that's... A, you know, some bands, you know, have filler on an album, and then Motley Crue has albums of filler. <laughs> you know, and that is fucking Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh... I, in fact, I think probably the best song on Girls, Girls, Girls is Girls, Girls, Girls. And I hate that song. <laughs> uh, fuck, I, I don't even like, I, I know you like Wild Side. I don't even care for that fucking song. I love Wild Side. I love that song. Oh, man, no. Oh, yeah. Dancing on Glass. Look, what do you think, Ralph? Uh, you know what? I don't, I, I kind of like, I do, no, I don't kind of. I really like Dancing on Glass. Uh, I think it's a good song, except at the end. I think it ends horribly. Oh, with the it's like a killer sing- movie with a shitty ending. The, the you know? chick singing that "Sweet Jesus, oh my yeah, that I hate. <laughs> I hate, but you know what? I hate that. And on top of me hating that, they they pepper it with that piano and and uh, Vince going, you know, that whole section is just terrible. It's like if that wasn't on it. I would love that song entirely. But up to that point, I think it's a really good song. But then after that, it just tapers into, like, shit. You know, it's like you know, it's like one of those movies you see, man. It's like a really good movie. Then all of a sudden it ends, and you're like, huh? Uh, you know, like, like you know, you know, it's a good example. And, and I still think it's an amazing movie, but it has a real horrible ending, is um, uh, uh, No Country for Old Men. You ever seen that movie? Love mm-hmm. it. Love it. I love that movie, but the end, I was like, what, what just happened? Yeah, that's one of the worst endings ever. Or like, or like uh, the Sopranos. Yeah, that you know? too. Yeah. It's like uh, I love this show, and all of a sudden, what, what was that? Well, that's Dancing on Glass to me. <laughs> you know, it was confusing. I was like, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, this is great, this is great, and then I'm like, hey, what just happened? Well, <laughs> where did this shit come from? Why, why is she like singing gospel? <laughs> why is, why is Vince Neil stuttering? And why is there a piano all of a sudden? What the fuck happened to this song? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Holy fuck, man! Anyway, what, what do you think of Michael Howard? Actually, I just posted this on the, the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Just talking about how much I love it. I mean, I do. I love the fucking backup singer. I think the backup singer adds a lot to it. That oh I my god! It's like fucking CNC Music Factory. You know, I was waiting for that horrible rapper to come in and start. <laughs> You know, Ian, we really have to question ourselves when we have people like Michael W. Howard that like us. <laughs> we have to question what we're doing. Yeah. Look at the element we get. This is what you attract. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Hero of the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, my God. But I will say this much. Y'all, my mama. Make me happy. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, my number eight is Welcome to the Machine, which we already talked about. Did we? Um, yeah. Did we? I don't believe so. Oh, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Shitty song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, because the state of Los Angeles, which is like, there's another song off Saints of Los Angeles, so there's no explanation. <laughs> Okay, my number seven is <laughs> it's off it's off Saints of Los Angeles. 
and saw what's it gonna take, and it sucks. And that's all I gotta say. Ian doesn't remember it. It's what do you think? It, I was just gonna say, what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> what? Dude, you know what's it gonna take? It's like what's it gonna? When I listen to the song, it's kind of like the album's telling me, what's it gonna take for you to turn this shit off already? Uh, oh, I, I seriously, I, I thought you made a mistake. I just had to look it up on Wikipedia. I'm like, is there a song called What's It Gonna Take? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Well, at least it's another one. It's another one. I think I got, this one. I think I got 40 seconds into it. I didn't even make the minute. You know. All right. What do you think, Michael? Yeah, it's no sense of the song. It's. Yeah. It didn't make my list. It, it didn't make my list, so it wasn't as bad as the next six. All right, what's your number seven, Mike? A rat like me, off of uh, Generation Swine. Wow. Just a, it's just a fake punk song. I mean, Molly Crew's not a punk rock band yet. They try to fucking do a a punk rock song, which on the album they did white punk. Uh, what was it? Uh, white punks on dope. That's on new. Yeah, white punks on top. That fucking song fucking kicked ass, which I loved on the fucking album. Yeah. But they did fucking. A, they tried to do their own punk song, and it just fell to me. I didn't like it. I don't like that song. And there's nothing I can say about it. It's fucking well, garbage. Well, I, yeah, I, I usually I don't like when they try to do punk because like their cover of Anarchy in the UK was oh well, man, well, was one of that. the worst covers I've ever heard. And then to be coming up, they love playing that live. Yeah, and they and they did it like right after fucking you know Megadeth did it a couple years before. It's like really wasn't that bad enough? <laughs> you know. Uh, that being said, uh, I think Rat Like Me is probably my favorite song on fucking Generation Swine. I love that song. Damn. Yeah, no, I love it. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, I'm, I'm with, uh, with uh, W.C. Baker here. It's fucking <laughs> terrible. Um, and and I, I want to bring up a funny little quote that was, because uh, I used to be part of the Metal Sludge Board and talking about punk rock and Motley Crue. There was an early interview that a lot of people still goof on Nikki Six about. Was he said, "You know, I'm a punk rocker. If you see me in the street, I'll share a sandwich with you." <laughs> he actually said that in an interview. So that became a running joke: the sandwich. It's like, what does punk rock have to do with sharing a sandwich with somebody? You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you're, dude, you're as punk rock as fucking uh, Michael W. Howard here and the fucking morbid angel. You know? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, now I want to meet him. I want a sandwich. <laughs> Give me a bite. I'll show you how to write a. I'll show you how to write a fucking song. <laughs> Rap, uh, rat like me is like a crap like me. And it, it's just terrible. Uh, what's your number eight, Ian, or seven, whatever? Seven. Uh, my number seven. Uh, we're going back to fucking girls, 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 and five years dead. Oh my god! And another one with the fucking Pointer Sisters fucking singing background on it uh god i'd rather hear neutron dance than this fucking song <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking horrible i i, I mean it, you know it, it's it's funny that they bitch you know they're like after this i'm like oh we gotta fire tom warman tom warman should have fired you you fucking assholes <laughs> <laughs> fucking how the fuck are you supposed to fix these turns <laughs> you know it's goddamn. uh that could be, I don't know, it's probably up there with Saints of Los Angeles and Generation Swine is their worst fucking album, man. Girls, Girls, Girls is proof that fucking Americans will buy anything four million times. 
Uh, fucking just horrible. What do you think of Five Years Dead, Ralph? Uh, well, honestly, I don't real. It would never make my uh, top fifteen. I I don't like it per se, but I don't think it's that terrible. Uh, but again, just like No Country for Old Men, it goes into like they say Five Years Dead, like like for five years at the end of the song. It just is endless, and that like destroys the song for me so it's again one of those deals where yeah it started off okay but not as good as dancing on glass but it was like just decent enough where i can hang with it but then it just it totally went off on left field and i just ended up eh, it's a song that now that you mentioned it five years dead i'm like oh yeah i remember that one yeah now you're hearing it in your head you're like oh yeah that does suck five yeah, okay, years I, actually, yeah. Actually, I take back everything I said. It's so hard. <laughs> what do you think, Michael? I agree with you before you took it all back. I actually <laughs> like this song. I really do. And that's the thing I like about Girls, Girls, Girls. It's like it's more bluesy, and I love bluesy rock. Even if like Molly Crew's not a blues band. Look, joking, joking aside, uh, I think Motley Crue was really good at doing the blues because when I'd hear it, I'd get the blues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, boy, boy, they were good at one point. What the <laughs> hell is this crap? And then I got the blues. I was like, man, they're good at this blues shit. This whole episode <laughs> makes me sad. First of all, we're talking about yeah. fucking Motley Crue, and then we got to do it with this asshole fucking see that was out. Oh, like, like, you know what this is? This is the top ten Motley Crue bluesiest tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and those, these tracks make me blue more than any. <laughs> give me the blues more than any other Motley Crue song. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just blew, they, they blow. <laughs> it's like, like live fire shout at the devil, bad boy boogie. Boy, you talk about the blues. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait until we do the top 10 Motley Crue songs and we just go, shout at the devil, good night, see you next week. <laughs> I just write, dude, it's like, shout at the devil in order, shout at the devil, uh, you know, looks like you're old pastor. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Oh, okay, what's next? Who's next? Me? I don't know. Yeah, uh, what's your number six? All right, my number six is off Dr. Feelgood. The last song I used from Dr. Feelgood. Oh, man, this is just predictable, schlock, garbage. And to think it was actually a single, too. Terrible, terrible. Probably, this is, you know, this is part of the People blame Nirvana. No, no, I blame Without You. That's what I blame for killing fucking rock and roll. This song is so terrible and so by the numbers bullshit. And then it takes that little turn in the middle of it. I will climb a mountain with a little. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, what the fuck is this shit? No, what? You know, this song's about Heather Locklear and this is what broke up their marriage. You know, this, <laughs> you're like this is what you think of me? Fuck you! <laughs> I'm gonna go suck that living on a prayer dick. <laughs> oh man! Oh, uh, what do you think of without you? Actually, I have it higher on my list. Oh wow! I, I, and then I seen the video for it, and I was like, "That's even fucking worse." The video is worse than the fucking song, and the song is fucking horrendous. Like, I do. You don't I like Vince Neil in the cape and the heart with the little key? <laughs> and grabbing yeah. the gold? Now, I like the panther that's in it more than I do the fucking anything else. But no, I mean, it's just like the panther's like, no, I'm good. Can I go back to the zoo now? <laughs> I, 
to hear this song again. <laughs> you, you sure I'm the one that belongs in a cage? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your number six there, Mikey? Anybody out there off the Generation Swarm. It's another fake punk rock song that just didn't work for me. And I thought... Uh, on that whole fucking album I mean there's not like much on that fucking album I really like I mean that like I wouldn't seen Mo- I wouldn't seen Vincent Young concert before uh, he got back with Motley Crue he played actually a free show at the Belvedere and it was funny too because that was actually the first time I ever seen like a like Vincent Young actually jumped down like he got pissed off like first song in he was doing uh, Look in Her Eyes and fucking he jumped down and like like push the guy off the uh, like mix board because like I guess he didn't like the sound or something and he got back up there and fucking after he started messing with him jumped back to where and started singing yeah, then he realized that's just his voice <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing I sound like fucking Motley Crue up here this is terrible <laughs> song too and, and uh thanks for reminding that should have been on my list <laughs> it, it'll be on the next shitty motley Crue song <laughs> episode <laughs> yeah we got like 10 of these yeah it's that, not that, like fucking that song about them on the generation swine tour because they start playing that shit and he's looking out the crowd <laughs> hey is <laughs> the best thing about the generation swine tour great park <laughs> Get right in, right in and right out. <laughs> no wait there. Uh, my number six uh, comes off of Saints of Los Angeles, and that is Down at the Whiskey. Uh, oh. What a generic fucking, uh, you know, I'm so tired of this, like, you know, them singing about the early days. You know, it's like they're just as bad as like Chili Peppers, where every song has to say California now. Like, all, all later day fucking Motley Crue is all about, you know, the, the strip and the whiskey and all that. I just get tired of hearing it. And it's a horrible fucking song. Did you manage to make it through any of this, Ralph? Actually, down at the whiskey, I listened to the whole thing the other day. Uh, yesterday. Ooh, I'm sorry. Uh, that, was, that was because somebody came to my door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I was playing, it was the postman that brought me... The new, um, the new Cheap Trick vinyl. And the postman came while I was breathing through the song. So I was out there signing the paper and the song was playing. And then I walked in and the song's still playing while I'm opening the package to see what's in there because I always order vinyl. And by the time I get the album out, I'm looking at it and then all of a sudden I notice like that song's still playing. I'm going, holy fuck, this is so bad. <laughs> and no, the funny thing is that wasn't even your record, but the mailman walked by and heard you listen to this. He goes, here. Here, put this on. That's it's terrible. That was just public service right there. I should have gave him a tip. But uh, yeah, it's on my list as well. It's higher on my list than yours. But okay. Holy fuck! And you know what, dude? It may be. I'm telling you, it's a shame it's not number one because it's worthy of being number one because it's just so, so. It's not only like a terrible song, but it's also it also takes that kind of like oh look, this is a. Like, you can kind of tell by listening to the song that they're thinking it's going to be a radio hit. You know what I mean? Because, you know, today's music is so terrible. 
that it really does fit the Nickelbacks and your, you know, some 82, whatever the fuck, you know, you know, I'm bad with pop culture, but it is one of those, it's, it's kind of like one of those like happy, those new type of happy punk bands, or I don't even know if punk band is the right word for it, but you know, that happy type of music with the melody that's just so cornball and horrible and yeah i did listen that's one of the i would say that's probably the only one on my list that i actually listened to the whole way through by default yesterday and it is just so bad and believe it or not believe it or not there's a saints of los angeles song even higher on the list than this (laughs) on my list Though, though this one is on my list a little higher but there's even one even higher than that but this down at the whiskey is definitely oh, so worthy of number one and I just can't fucking stand that song. Oh. That song is fucking pure shit. There's not a lot of songs off of uh, Saints of Los Angeles that I actually like so I mean this is just another song on the album that it's whatever. All right, we agree. It's not great it's not it's not I don't think it's horrible it didn't make my list so I mean it's not that bad but it's not something I would listen to on a regular basis. I hear you. All right. Well, why don't you tell us your number five, then? Number five is without you. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we already talked about that. Yeah. R- Ralph, what's your number five? Uh, a song we already talked about, too, White Trash Circus. Oh, okay. All so right. what's your number five? Well, my number five, not only is it a song we haven't talked about, <clears throat> it's off an album we haven't even talked about. And this comes off the first Motley Crue record, Too Fast for Love. Wow. Nigga, this high this is yeah, kind of bizarre. Yeah, this is a little turd called Merry Go Round. <laughs> oh, I like that one. oh my god. Uh to me this was like Sammy Hagar meets Iron Maiden. I, I, <laughs> I, I stopped counting at like seventeen, but it's like Merry Go Round. Merry Go Round. Maybe go around around. Maybe go around around. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> fucking horrible. And, and I can't believe there's some people, like Eddie Trunk says he loves Too Fast for Love more than uh, than Shout at the Devil. Uh, Martin Popoff, who's written a number of books, a very well-known hard rock journalist from Canada, he likes Too Fast for Love better than, than Shout at the Devil. I think that's just fucking insanity. You know, uh, and, and I like a lot of the album, but to, to me, even the best shit on there doesn't come close to, you know, the worst on, on Shot of the Devil. And uh, there actually was a song on Shot of the Devil that I originally had on here that I took off because I listened to it again today and I was like, well, you know, it's not as bad as I always say, you know. So, you know, I concluded there is no bad song on Shot of the Devil. But uh, Mayor Go Round is uh, definitely one I can do without. What do you think, Ralph? I like that song. I like uh, Merry Go Round. Um, yeah, I just like it. I dig it. I dig it a lot. I, I like the little mellow section. and Yeah, it's a little repetitive, but it doesn't bother me how repetitive the chorus is. Merry Go Round and Round. Uh, not my favorite ballad on the album. I like that one with the show more, but I like Merry Go Round and Round. I think it's a good song. If I, and no... no, no um, no song from Too Fast to Love made my list, but if I was going to add one, and I really don't like this song, there is a song I don't like on Too Fast to Love, 
and I and I really don't understand how it could be liked by anybody is Come On and Dance. That's a weird fucking song, man. <laughs> Come on and dance. Hey. Come on and dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like merry-go-round even less than that. <laughs> man, I mean, but seriously, I mean, come on, um, you know, but uh, yeah, come on and dance is terrible and it didn't make my list. But uh, I like merry-go-round, uh, Michael. Merry-go-round round is actually, uh, uh, I do like it. And it's actually the very first Motley Crue song I ever heard. All right, uh, so let's go. Uh, we all did our number fives. Ralph, what's your number four? Uh, we talked about it already. Oh, my God. And it's not the worst on, on in my opinion, off State of Los Angeles, but goddamn down at the whiskey. It's so terrible that I can't believe there's three songs in front of it. So, yeah, we already talked about that one. What's your four? My number four, we're going back to girls, girls, girls again. And uh, something for nothing. Oh my god. Um, another one that... This song's been written like fucking 50 times by Motley Crue. Uh, never better, because all 50 versions suck. Uh, just a shitty, shitty filler track. So boring. And, uh, you know, how, how does shit like this make it on a major record? <laughs> on a major label? Uh, I think the song's absolutely horrible. What do you think about it, Ralph? I love that song. Oh, <laughs> I, oh yeah. God. I love something for nothing and Wild Side. Those are the two songs oh. that I really like off Girls, Girls, Girls. My two favorite songs off the album. I love something for nothing. I love Target Practice in the Dark. I dig <laughs> it. I mean, I I could I could do without the female vocals added to the chorus. Something and that uh. that part that part is like eh. But the rest, I really like it. I just, uh, I think it's a really cool tune. But, but you, you know, Ian, uh, I am alone because all through my life, a lot of people <laughs> just pointed at that song as like such a terrible song. I was like, damn, I, I like that one. <laughs> all right, Go. what about you, Mike? Oh, I really love that fucking song. I like everything about it. I like the fucking vocals, the fucking music. I even like that chick's fucking uh, little melody part in the fucking chorus. Oh, well. It's actually probably my third favorite song. Wow. All right. There you go. I finally found somebody that likes that song besides me. Yeah. Not, and, and you know who it is, so does that tell you anything about yourself? Yeah, I know, <laughs> man. It makes me not like the song. Now. Like, oh. right. Mike, did you do your number four? Uh, I think my number four is Animal Like Me. We've already discussed it. Okay. All right. Yeah, we already talked about that one. So who's going to take number three? All right. Well, my number three has already been discussed. My number three was Time for Change. All right, yours, uh, Michael? Mine's a porn star. Okay, so we already discussed that. Both already talked. My, mine, mine hasn't been talked about, and it's number three. Ooh. All wow. Right. Featuring Nikki Six on vocals. <laughs> Rocket ship. Oh, my. <laughs> That's like from rocket ship. <laughs> <Don't take my laughs> Holy fuck, is this bad? Tone deaf, horrible. Like, I can write a song like that in two seconds and still be mad at myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate this song. It's definitely, and yet, not the worst song off Generations Line. <laughs> I, I wish Motley Crue would jump in the rocket ship and go to the moon already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Alright, so I take it you're not a fan of this song either, huh? Uh... I, I don't hate it as bad as you do, but yeah, it's not a great song. It didn't make my list. I, I think there's far worse on, on that album, but uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's nothing special. That's for damn sure. What do you think, Mike? I fucking love this song. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man, this song is so... No, I'm lying. This is actually my number two song. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking bad. It's fucking horrible. I mean, literally, there is yeah, only no. one song worse than fucking this song, and it's the same fucking song. Believe me, it I is think the there's same two fucking songs song. worse than this one. I think there's two songs worse than this one. <laughs> All right, well, 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 that's everybody's number three. Uh, Ralph, what's your number two? Number two. <laughs> Off of uh, Saints of Los Angeles, the worst song on that album. But oddly <laughs> enough, not the worst Motley Crue song ever. <laughs> Chicks equal trouble. Oh my. <laughs> Dude, trust me. I heard te- I heard about a minute of that one. I was like, oh, this has got to be number two. Because I, I know it's the worst one. The worst one I already knew even before compiling the list. <laughs> but when I heard this, I go, there's no song as bad as this one except for my number one. And that one minute, I was like, dude, it can turn into fucking Stairway to Heaven after this, and it still won't say what I just heard in that one minute. Chicks equal trouble equals shit. <laughs> <laughs> there should never be a math test when listening to fucking Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Motley Crue equals shit. Oh my god. Oh, oh that, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that, really, I don't even know what to say. Cause, yeah, I don't even know if I made it through 30 think seconds about, of that song. <laughs> think about how stupid Motley Crue is. Oh, I'm going to start dating some chick that fucking went out with Scott Bale. Oh, I'm sure she ain't going to be trouble. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Mrs. C, Chachi put his potsy in Ralph's mouth. Watch out. <laughs> hey, Vince, Vince Steele. Hey, Vince Steele's like, hey, look at that mud wrestler. I'm going to marry her. Yeah, sure, she ain't going to equal trouble. <laughs> oh, God. And I won't even go into Nikki Six. <laughs> oh, God. They- <laughs> they pick women like Nikki Six pick songs. Fucking terrible. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> oh god. All right. And you already said uh Mike your number 2 was uh what was your number 2? Rocket ship. Rocket ship. Okay. Uh my number 2 well, we already talked about which was glitter. And uh, and, and you're, you you just did your number two round, right? That was uh, uh huh. Yeah, Motley Crue equals shit. All right, well that only leads. And uh, drum roll. Hey, I'd be amazed if we all don't pick this one. And uh, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Well, I'm gonna go on a real limb here, and I'm gonna let. Mike, say what he thinks the number one worst song should be, and then see if we both agree. So, Mike, what is your number one least favorite Motley Crue song? Brandon. Ralph? Yeah, yeah. The trifecta. Come on. <laughs> yeah. We all agree it's Brandon. Holy She is your mom. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Wow. 
Uh, conceived out of love. Conceived out of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No no conceived on VHS. You can get it from VCA Pictures. <laughs> and I take back what I said. I take back what I said when Poison's best song equals uh, Motley's worst song. No, I don't think Poison has written a song this bad. Holy cow. I, I don't think anybody's written a song this bad. Think about it. <laughs> it, it, it it's so bad that he he wrote a follow-up uh, song for his other son, Malik, and he's like, no, I'm good, Dad. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need a fucking song. <laughs> it's, like, it's like enough. The kid went to rehab already because of this song. <laughs> hey, look, I got a question. I got a question. What's worse, Brandon or Read My Body? Uh, Brandon's worse. I, I, Read My Body doesn't bother me as much as that fucking song does. All right, wait, 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 wait. I got even a better question for W. Howard. What's the worst kiss song than Read My Body? Let's hear this. What's the worst kiss song? Uh, yeah, just the a boy. Song, which is worse than Read My Body. Just a boy. Okay. I like that one. Just a boy. Just a boy or anything from Carnival of Souls on up. I, I could, you could pick anything. Anything from, off Carnival of Souls. Anything? Anything off Carnival of Souls. Fucking... Uh, Read my body is not that. I don't think Read my body is that bad. Not that fucking horrible. And I'm not even a fucking fan of that album. But I would listen to that over Just a Boy or anything off of fucking Psycho Circus or Sonic Boom. Is there any? <laughs> can you guys think of any song worse than Brandon? I can't. Uh, the only one I would say would be right up there is that uh, that one that Eddie Van Halen sings on Van Halen Three. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's horrible. Yeah, that's a bad one. The only cool thing about this song is I heard that if you put your ear up to Pam Landerson's pussy, you could hear David Hasselhoff hum this while chewing a cheeseburger. <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, that, And it sounds better. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually an interesting question. I mean, I'm trying to think. What would be a worse fucking song than this? Uh, I don't think there's such a thing. I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, I... I heard I heard uh, Yoko quit making music when she heard it because she's like, oh, I can't top this because yeah. she finally found. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th th this song makes Revolution Number Nine sound like Revolution. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, I'd rather listen to Revolution Number Nine. You know, you know what I really would have loved. I would have loved so much to be in the studio like when they do the playback and I would just love to see the look like on Mick Mars face and on, on Vince Neal's face <laughs> you know I'm, I'm Brandon's face <laughs> <laughs> this song's so bad it killed Vince Neal's daughter it's horrible <laughs> oh, 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 oh oh boy <laughs> <laughs> this, song, this song is so bad, it's what caused 9-11. <laughs> That's why they attacked him. Because he's stupid American. Song. That's what, that's what, those Saudis were just trying to hit a jack on the CD player and hit the wrong button and went right in the fucking tower. True story. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> Prince, Prince Overdose because of this song. It was a slow song overdose. <laughs> Gene Simmons called this song pathetic. 
<laughs> oh, man. <laughs> even Nikki so Six said, Nikki Six said I can't sell this shit. <laughs> yeah. This this song is so bad that Gar- the people at Garden Weasel heard it and they pulled their fucking advertising. <laughs> <from Nikki. laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as of today, is the the top 15 worst Motley Crue songs. And, uh, which, which you can also equate as the first, the top 15 worst songs, period. It's <laughs> <laughs> not just Motley Crue in general. These are the first, the, the worst 15 songs written by anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I might have to retitle this episode just top 15 worst songs. <laughs> it just so happened to be written all by, you know you should do that you know? it just so happens they're all written by Nikki Six just to, just to pique people's interest hey wait a minute all these are Motley Crue songs you know you know how bad it is you know how, how fucking horrible Brandon is that Brandon wasn't written by Nikki Six and it's worse than all the Nikki Six songs that's pretty bad Tommy Lee out fucking. I'd rather listen to Methods of Mayhem than fucking this bullshit. <laughs> this song was so bad after Tommy Lee heard it, he quit the band. <laughs> you let me write this, you fucker. <laughs> if only, if only somebody would have punched Pamela in the stomach. This fucking. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what could, you know what could have saved the world? A coat hanger. I heard Vince Neil beat the shit out of that woman because she asked him to sign a copy of Generation Swine. <laughs> and she said, she said to him, "I loved your vocals on Brandon." <laughs> Yeah, you know what? The, the, the judge threw it out of court. The judge sided with Nick Neal. <laughs> you know what happened? The fucking when the when they said that in court, the judge came off the stand and slapped the lady. <laughs> and Tommy said, "Hey, she's your mother." <laughs> <laughs> You listen to the song, no way abortion would be illegal. I, I heard this song has hepatitis C. Yeah, this song is in the key of hepatitis C. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, oh. man, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is the end of our worst Motley Crue songs. Fifteen terrible, horrible songs, and uh, well, mine were. Thank you, Howard, for being here, and uh, I'll thank Ian when he comes back from taking a piss. I'm sure. He'll take a piss. No, I'm here. I just, I, I just tried to flush Generation Swine down the toilet and then spit it back up. <laughs> oh boy. 
Oh, good lord. Alright, well, uh... <laughs> let's go into pick of the week. What do you say? Alright, alright. I don't have one, so go ahead, uh, whoever. Alright, uh... <laughs> Mike, you're our not-so-special guest. What's your pick of the week? And since you love Motley Crue, I'm really fucking scared. <laughs> well, honestly, I was gonna pick, uh, Union's first album, but since, uh, Nick Menzies, uh... Passed away today. I'm gonna go with uh, Memorane. What? 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 Nick Mensa passed away. Yeah. What? You didn't know this, Ian? No, dude, I, I I was so hungover. I just got up right before we started. Dude, he died on he died on stage last night. Oh fuck! What happened? Heart attack. Heart attack. Well, so that's what they're saying during the third song. Oh, no, that sucks, man. I I, I love Nick Mensa, man. Great drummer. Yeah, great drummer, yeah. yeah. But uh, what, what was your pick again? What was your pick? Emerald Rain. It's an album, uh, Reduced to Ashes, that he put out in about 2005, 2006. It's a thrash metal album. Like, uh, I posted a video of uh, one of their songs, uh, TV War, but there's a few good songs on that album. Uh, Man, I, I never even heard of this band. What's the name of the band again? Emerald Rain. M-E-M-O-R-A-I-N. He plays the drums. What, wasn't he? The, wasn't he playing in the band just now with like Chris Poland or some shit? Yeah, that's the band he was playing with last oh, night. Oh, wow, and uh, what's the other dude's name? Uh, James Lomenzo is the in it or some shit. Yeah, Ohm. The band's called Ohm. My pick of the week is by a band that I always go on and on about how they are far superior to Mountain Crew, and I stick by that. And that is Rat. And uh, you know, you know, I'm hoping all of our listeners have this, but if some of you don't have it. Check out an album that I think is every bit as good as Shout of the Devil, and that is Out of the Cellar. Uh, I think is an absolute 80s metal classic. Uh, you know, I love all rap records. You know, some better than others, but this to me is like what, what you know, Shout of the Devil is a Motley Crue. The, you know, their apex. They will never do better. Uh, it's It was just a magic in a fucking bottle. Uh Lack of communication, wanted man, scene of the crime, you know, of course, round and round. Uh, amazing, amazing uh, songs. Uh, Warren D. Martini and Robin Crosby, I thought were an amazing uh, guitar team. And Juan Cruchier, I, I thought, you know, well, maybe not a stand-up bass player. I thought he was a very good songwriter. A lot of, If you look at the songwriting credits on a lot of the classic ones, uh, Juan was involved in writing. And, uh, you know, and Blotzer, I mean, he's not as flamboyant as a lot of the drummers back then, but he's solid. But Out of the Cellar is an album I never get tired of. Every track, absolute perfection. Rat Out of the Cellar, my pick of the I love that album. That's a awesome album. Um, but that that's one, you know, that, that's where it ends for me, because... After that, Rat, which, you know, they had some great songs, and I did like uh, the last one a lot, Infestation, but that was a band that was played with fillers, just like Motley Crue was after Shot, if you ask me. But, uh, okay, let me think. I haven't even thought of my my, my pick of the week, and uh, I reviewed it, and I just thought of this right right offhand, is uh, Permanent Wave by Rush. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, that that's a great fucking album. And uh, this morning when I was um, uh, driving home from work and uh, my iPod things on shuffle, uh, Jacob's Ladder came on. And I was just listening to that song thinking to myself, God, you know, it's such a weird, strange song. This is where Rush really took, uh, 
you know, you can see where they were heading. And but it was just so good. And then, you know, and I was just like driving, listening to this, thinking, you know, this is a really, really solid album. I, pre- Rush, I prefer you know? I prefer to moving pictures. Uh, so do I. So do I. Um, not my fa- I, I actually like Farewell and Twenty One Twelve more. Right, but, but I'd, I'd say, say that's hey, like, you know, moving pictures gets all this praise, but I, I think Perfect Place yeah. is, is a better album. And I, I love I love moving pictures, but yeah, there's songs on moving pictures like Camera's Eye that yeah. I can do without. But we got but, to see him uh, play Jacob's Ladder, which was fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I saw him do it before too, because I saw him way back then. Uh, on the movie picture store, they also played it. So, but uh, yeah, amazing, amazing uh, album. So that's my pick of the week. All right. Well, now we got to go into fan of the week. And fan of the week, I believe this guy has already been fan of the week, but he was the inspiration for this fucking horrible episode. So I have to thank him, and that's Johnny Vaughn. Uh, he is another Motley Crue nut swinger, and you know he's very active on the page listens to our radio shows he's a good dude and uh unfortunately he likes motley crew a little bit too much uh much like uh fucking c thomas owl here but uh he, he is the inspiration for this one and i thank you brother and i hope you uh laugh your ass off and enjoy this episode i think that's a solid pick i like the music he puts on there so yeah i can go with him solid pick all right well uh Mike, we, we, we know you have nothing going on in your life besides listening <laughs> to the show. Uh, so uh, if, if you want to tell people in Kentucky where they can buy meth from you, uh, here's your shot. Yeah, uh, if y'all could just meet me at uh, the Red El Camino on 4th in our market. <laughs> the one that's up on blocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be there from 4 to 4. Uh, I could use the money uh, my trailer payments do. So if y'all could just please hurry up and get down there. And we don't take food stamps. We do take checks, but not second or third party checks. So just make sure you got to bring cash or your stamp card. Yeah, and, and if you have dentures, please pull them out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, dude, we, we want to thank you. You're, you're a great sport, man. And uh, I can't wait till our listeners get to hear your first appearance that hasn't been aired yet. But uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, you you add. Hey, a lot. that's weird. We're gonna air this before his first appearance. Yeah, uh-huh. but uh, you know, you you add a lot, and by that I mean Ralph has to edit a lot of what you say. Uh. Yeah, you had, you, had a, you had a lot of time on my hands, dude. But you know what? In, in the end, I'm glad that we have G.G. Allen on our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if Ooh, we yeah. we edit out all his bullshit, uh, this will be shorter than a Motley Crue greatest hits album. <laughs> so we're gonna have to do a lot of news but uh all right now let's get into the plugs here we go ear pillar the podcasting and interview news site to keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear go to earpillar.com to find out what we're all about listen to the rock show with gully and joe go to all the w's gully g-u-l-l-y-a-n-d-j-o-a.uk 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern. The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it. Don't be a cunt. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series. 
where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to marsattacksradio.com to find out more. Music's most diverse podcast, starring Luke Innes, Greg Sim Bootlegs and Mr. T from Germany. New episodes released every Saturday on Podbean, Podcast Addict and iTunes. The True Alternative Podcast. Have you developed paralysis from trying to choose a movie on Netflix? Of course you have. There's too much garbage on Netflix to sift through. So join us on our podcast, We Watched It For You. We watch a bad movie every week and try to determine its watchability. We Watched It For You is for bad movie fans, B-movie fans, underground film fans, and cult movie fanatics alike. Don't miss an episode of We Watched It For You, a guide to the lesser-known movies of Netflix, available on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. Hey, everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... You'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. All right, Kiss Army. Since 2007, you've been getting Podkissed, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your podcast. Every month, the podcast crew, along with the Kiss Room, brings you Kiss Talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great Kiss fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkiss. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, and uh, chances are, if you like music, you didn't, come back next week when former Motley Crue guitarist Mick Mars joins us to talk about the debut album from Methods of Mayhem. Uh, Check it out, boy. That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Get naked. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 